0: This podcast is a production of Mutant Donkey, Uh, if you like Mutant Donkey, please consider supporting us on our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash mutant donkey. You can also follow us on Twitter at mutant underscore donkey. We also have a presence on YouTube at the Mutant Donkey channel, so please like and subscribe if you like this. Thank you. Fair warning. The Mutant Donkey podcast may be inappropriate for people without a sense of humor or for people under the age of 30. Thank you for listening.
1: Mutant Donkey is a show That's where we want to go If you come, say hi don't forget to fuck off, because Mutant Donkey is the show. Mutant Donkey is my show. Llamas don't suck so bad, sometimes they like to leak crap, but Mutant Donkey where to go. Oh yeah, yeah. That's where we're all gonna go. If you don't like llamas, now you can take a hike back. Mutant donkey is the show. Woo! That's where we want to go. Wow, 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 wow. If you want to come and say hi. You can't just fuck off, because Muten Donkey is a show That's where we all wanna go If you lick a llama it will lick you back Better wear protection and Donkey is a show It's now time to start the show so I will shut the fuck up
0: Welcome to Mutant Donkey's Poetry Corner Number 1. The Elven Tower Time would have destroyed a structure of lesser races In the war long ago but not forgotten Elves dirty and tired fought for their immortal place on this facet The world, vicious in its grip, would not let go Would not stop its relentless cleansing Waves of corruption flowed, overtook, bent, and eradicated. There is not a consciousness left, just a spirit that would not break, a memory of almost a memory. The dust descended and rests now upon a fossil of artistical magnitude. Are they all gone? Are the echoes in the forest just that? Or is it the will of defiance which haunts the dreams of those few travelers who strain in their lack of understanding for a larger language of existence? Number 2. Fragments of that memory. Fragments of that memory. Time divided, not equally but infinitely. Defending the world, not caring about the banal truth. One fight at a time. A grain of sand that dwarfs a universe. He tasted roads, but did not travel them. Path is not predetermined, neither is choice. In kindness, one repays ire. Look back, no prince. An unrecorded journey. The wick smokes. It has ended. Not forgotten. This has been Mutant Donkey's Poetry Corner. Okay, cool. So, Mutant Donkey and uh, part of the Mutant Donkey channel, welcome. Yay! So, what we've been watching, I was watching this show with Mupi, and Mupi doesn't like shows uh-huh. that are even dubbed or subtitled. Oh, really? So we're watching this uh, very kid-appropriate show called "How to Sell Drugs on the Internet Fast" or something.
2: Online yeah. fast. There you something go. Something like
0: that. And Good that to know. Yeah. And, and that show is like a—is it Swedish? I think it's Swedish.
2: Yeah. Um. It's Swedish for German, I think.
0: Uh, oh crap! There's.
2: It's probably Swedish.
0: So, um, Mopi, you watch it in its original Swedish because you don't um. like subtitles. Hey, watch out! There's zombies right here. Put a pause in that conversation. Holy crap!
2: Oh my gosh! How did? How
0: she? How but did she? She
2: slapped do that? me.
0: She slapped me in the bum.
2: Where? Oh. I don't, I don't even she know calmed. how
0: she got in there. That's insane, man. Um, yeah, oh. it's like this. Oh. It's like this Swedish show, and it's and it's funny because you know it's a it's a foreign show, so it's like yeah. The dialogue is kind of funny and and it's just this kind Mm. of nerdy kid that has a girlfriend and and she went to america for i don't know like a summer or something Mm -hmm. and she comes Mm -hmm. back and she doesn't want to be his girlfriend anymore Mm -hmm. and so he's trying to uh
2: did you take my whoops was that your backpack oh my gosh i
0: didn't know you had got killed okay hold on so what was he talking about oh yeah this show the how to What's the name to show online
2: fast yes like
0: so that. so basically there's this kid and I'm not really spoiling too much I'm just telling you the premise there's this kid that sure. wants to get his girlfriend back and so uh-huh. he and so she's kind of hanging out with the with the uh, school drug dealer and so he's uh-huh. the the ex-boyfriend gets jealous of that dude and so he goes to his yeah. source and blackmails him into giving him some drugs some ecstasy and then he starts selling that or giving it to his friends to try to get the girl back because I guess the girl used to be very conservative and when she went to America she became more uh, wild I guess and so he's trying to show her that he can be wild too, that he can be like spontaneous and, uh, and so he's got this crap load of drugs that he doesn't know how to get rid of because you know now they're chasing the person who took the drugs and I think his dad is a cop so he's trying to get rid of the drugs. So they come up with the idea of going into the dark internet or whatever to like sell the drugs. Net. Yeah, yeah, and that's where the show takes off from there. Basically, that's the premise of the show, basically. So, but it's funny because of the loss in translation kind of thing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Because it's well, you know how foreign foreign things. movies they have they, they speak yeah. differently and they they say different things and there's a lot of awkward kind of silences and you know just like in real life kind of stuff, you know. So the yeah. more important question: What's it on? Uh, drugs. <laughs> no, uh, I now. mean, sorry, uh, Netflix. Mean Netflix? Yeah, yeah, Netflix. Yes, Netflix. Netflix, and uh, oh, I, I, more than one platform now. Oh, there is. Okay, I'm gonna. No, uh, uh, not as
3: far as I'm concerned. I mean, I'm pretty much planning to stick with like Amazon and uh, the other one, Amazon and uh, Netflix. I don't think I'll buy anything else.
4: Yeah, me too. I'm the same way. I. I think I think Netflix has the best uh, interface I like that you can skip intros
3: and it'll automatically uh, set up your next episode and it's easy um, I don't know about Disney I mean especially there Disney's starting with a really really low price basically to try to you know get people they kind of like, like the epic games thing they're trying to do it cheap and get people to come over mm-hmm. so uh-huh. I'll consider you know I'll consider it but the truth is they're not gonna have anything I want except for Marvel movies. I'm not going to watch kids shows.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, I am excited about The Mandalorian though. I am I mean I would pay to watch just that show and I guess then I would like end my subscription if it wasn't any good or, you know, I don't know.
3: But it's but for, for like the first two or three years it's going to be like 6 bucks, so
0: yeah, that's fine. I mean, I actually at this point I don't mind dropping Hulu. I can drop Hulu and pick I mean, they're owned by the same people now, right? I mean, Hulu was owned by Fox and now part of Fox is owned by Disney or a lot of it right I mean, yeah
3: it's, it's getting so, even worse so, now because uh nbc is taking back their popular shows from netflix and starting their own service so like the office and and like parks like, and rec and all that stuff is going to leave netflix now so that's you know more good news
4: oh yeah it's like the balkanization of it all the what balkanization you know like the balkans in in europe you know what i'm talking about? In other words, it's the Vulcans in Star Trek? they're becoming. No, live no. they live long, long and prosper, yeah. peace and long Not life. the Vulcans, but the Vulcans.
0: <laughs> oh, the the other Vulcans. You know I mean?
4: Everything just splitting up. So every every freaking movie maker, content maker will be its own content yep. provider. Yeah. Yeah. And you're gonna be like, you want to watch something from Fox? So you got to go to Fox Channel. You want to watch something from this? You got to go Disney Channel. You got to go, you know.
3: Yeah, no? yep. I mean that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much the plan. And that to me is backwards. Well, it's unfortunate for the cons... and that's the thing, the same thing with oh, Epic, you know, that goes right, right back to the Epic Games thing, it's just anti-consumer.
0: Yeah. Um, Mopi, what else have we been watching? We watch a couple of things. I mean, we're watching Riverdale, um, and I yeah. actually kind of like Riverdale. I think it's a decent show. Riverdale.
4: What's Riverdale about?
0: Uh, Archie. That's Archie. the Ar- Archie oh, comics.
4: Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. I remember. Yeah,
0: which uh, I just call a tinny bopper guy's always without a shirt show, basically.
2: Temperature hot. Oh, well, now I know why
3: Andres likes it.
4: <laughs> I was Gross. gonna say, right up your alley, then.
0: Yeah. Who knew that they let the <laughs> girls without shirts in that show? the girls never came the yeah, girls never came <laughs> i watched i watch a gay porn once <laughs> girls never came <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know it was gay porn. <laughs> and um, but no we're watching a couple of different shows uh, oh yeah we're wa- we watched two episodes of dark which is also a foreign show and that's a german show wow. about like uh, culture I don't know if it's alternate dimensions or anything. Any, anyway, kids start going missing, and there's this guy performing experiments on the kids. And uh, I don't know what Mopi thought about it. It's Another one of those that is dubbed. So I don't know if uh, Mopey did you know like that I show. I
2: like the drug show better.
0: Gross! The drug show. You're not supposed to be watching drug shows, Mopi. You,
2: you That's not your mom. What's it? Uh, she found out.
3: I said, "Don't tell." Her. I said, "Don't tell your mom."
0: Well, she found out because I was I was watching the second episode. I didn't think Mopi liked it because she doesn't like the dub shows. And then she came in and kicked me because I was watching it without her. So huh. that's what happens when I don't share shows with Mopi. I get kicked. So. Yep. Let's see. What did we go watch in the theater? Oh, yeah, we went to watch *Child's Play*. That's Chucky. what we're watching. We watched *Chucky*. And it was like actually. Those? I
4: never
0: liked this. Uh, I thought I thought they were always really cheesy. Mm-hmm. Th- this one is probably the best one i've ever seen mm. and uh, i know that's still not saying a lot but <laughs> yeah but it's actually just to give a minor spoiler it's not supernatural it's more like black mirror like and maybe that's oh really that's something oh. that's, well, cool. well, that's different it's more like the t- based on technology as opposed to somebody got somebody possessed it though Some metathorians so. Yeah, but there's two big pluses to this one. One, Mark Hamill is the voice of Chucky. And two, uh, oh, Aubrey really? Plaza, which is your compadre. Uh, she's from Puerto Rico. Oh, okay. So, Aubrey Plaza plays uh, the mom of the kid that gets a doll, basically.
4: Aubrey Plaza. Mm-hmm. I've, um... Speak- to, to tell you what I've been watching. I've been watching The Flash. I started watching it a few years ago. And mm-hmm. um, we got rid of our, um, you know, like, satellite... And uh, I've been watching it with the kids and the wife, um, The Flash, uh, starting over, so we're watching it, you know, in order from beginning yeah. to all over again. And actually getting into it, like, uh, I think we're in the third season or fourth season.
0: In my opinion, The yeah. Flash is the best one of, I actually do like The Flash and Supergirl. I like the three first seasons of Arrow, but after the, th- the third season of Arrow, the, the show just became extremely weak to me. Yeah, because he was just. Yeah, I used to watch Arrow too. Because I like the Arrow going alone and doing stuff, but then he got a posse of like useless heroes, and it's just like. Uh, <laughs> no, really, heroes. and then and then they came up with it's like a, the. That's awesome. They the, they, they they made a spin-off a uh, spin-off show out of the B yeah. team basically,
4: like yeah. the Atom
0: and what became i guess uh, the white yeah, canary yeah, yeah. or yeah, whatever and a
4: couple of episodes of that too
0: and it's like yeah it's it's mildly entertaining but it's, it's okay. not enough for me to waste my time watching that stuff so
4: yeah i think um, i need i usually need a, a certain amount of uh, conflict or something interesting going on you know what i mean to get yeah. into a show
0: otherwise i get bored yeah i think personally the flash and supergirl are have a better a, a better supergirl is decent it's not like the best yeah, they, show in the world but it's decent
3: um, see, I uh, I tried to get into the Flash because it was on. I think it's on it's on Netflix, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. it is now. They have. Yeah,
3: the, I, I tried uh, I tried watching it and I just I it just you know I just like I watched like two or three episodes and I'm just like eh can't do it.
4: No. Try watching try watching uh I don't know like four or five and see see if it still.
3: It it, might just better. I it, it gets better. It
4: gets it better. It guys. gets better. It starts off kind of you know hokey, but it gets better.
0: Yeah, try Maybe watching the Arrow, and when you get tired of how bad that show has become, then go and watch the Flash. <laughs> then go watch the Flash. <laughs> yeah, and it'll be, it'll be like night and day.
4: Yeah, to me, um, the Flash is kind of like um, uh, what was it? The uh, Age uh, Shield, which I started watching a long time ago, and I remember watching like into the first season and and being almost done with the first season, thinking, man, it's it's okay. It I wish it was a little more edgy or a little mm-hmm. bit, you know more going on it was a little bit too hokey and stuff yeah and then and then it suddenly became a lot more interested in it now i want to watch more of it
0: yeah i, I so. think the appealing thing about the flash is that it's closer to the comic books yeah like when they yeah, have like the freaking the- shark character he's really a shark character yeah. whatever that bad guy is uh, yeah, the yeah. Shark dude. i
4: like the all the time travel stuff which i thought i never really i never was into the flash and i'd seen like the old old uh, I think movie or show or something mm-hmm. like that. In the, just a little bit, but it, I never could really get into it. So
0: yeah, but really, f- as far as the DC comics to me, the Flash was never one of my favorites mm-hmm. uh, because basically, to me, the Flash was just a character that had part of Superman's abilities, like the ability to yeah. run fast. Uh-huh.
2: He's uh, just like slightly faster than Superman.
0: Yeah, Is or I, that's f- that's up for debate. I mean, if you if you watch the latest uh, the last movie for the Justice League, at the end they start doing a race, right? Yeah. So you don't really know who wins. And actually, in the show, in the Flash, he races against Supergirl, because they have uh, crossovers with Supergirl. Well, all, all of those shows crossover. But I felt like I had to yeah. watch every single show so I wouldn't be clueless whenever they had the crossover. So I was watching all of that stuff, uh-uh. and I got tired of like keeping track of all that. The other show that yeah. we've been watching. Or that I've been watching is All American, American. and it's is a CW show, but it's better than just about any other CW show that I've seen in a while. And um, it's about it's about a true story about a kid that comes from the hood in LA, or one of the ghettos in LA, or ghetto yeah, neighborhoods, yeah. whatever. Oh. And uh, and then he he gets contacted by the Beverly Hills High School or whatever to go play for them, and uh, and it's it's a drama. But it's it's extremely good, um, so I highly recommend that show. It's called All American. All American, huh? Mm-hmm. Hey
3: Andres, I'm gonna need a hand. I uh,
0: gross. I got a four-pack of Project Sonboy, and I was gonna give one to Candyman, but he already owned it. So. Yeah.
2: You were gonna give it to me also, but I already owned it.
0: Yep. <laughs> and. Uh,
3: yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'll. I mean, I'll definitely try it with you guys. Yeah, I mean, it should I, be fun. I have it.
2: I died many times already. Yeah, I
3: was just so life. disappointed because I like trying to get some yep. skills and then I died and it's like, oh, you just like you lose now. The thing that bothered me about Child, Project, zombie design, zombie
5: design.
3: Zombie design. sound Soundboy? Yeah, well, it's just that um, I got like bitten and yeah. uh, like I was bleeding and so I was changing my bandages and like like the bandages like I bled through the bandages and like in like 30 real seconds and then i had to replace and when i took the bandage off yeah. i started losing health really quickly but so it's just like it's like I, I literally bled to death i literally just sat in a room and changed bandages until i bled to death and i was like really this is like what we're talking okay. about
2: today? yep
0: huh yeah the game the game is not very forgiving okay man have you ever played zombie side
3: i don't think so
0: Cause I own the regular Zombie Side game, but uh, I kept reading that Zombie Side Black Plague is the best one to get uh, because that one's there's like medieval. Yeah, uh, I gave that board game to Leaf. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've got. That. But there's got Black Plague. I went to Asgard Games um, last weekend, or last mm-hmm. Monday, and um, mm. and uh, we played. They had Black Plague there as a sample to play it, and so. I played it. I gotta say that the Black Plague does play better than the modern version, like the zombie, regular zombie side. It's because uh, you got wizards and archers and, you know, it's all medieval stuff, but you get magic and stuff, so it's cool. It's like they refine the rules, and mm-hmm. you can no longer cool. just hop on a car and run over people, so I'm thinking of buying that one. It's really cool.
4: Is it compatible with the other one? Or? Oh, you don't play them together. <laughs>
0: The rules are similar, so if you play one, yeah. you can learn it fairly quickly, you know? Mm-hmm. But there, there's some tweaks here and there. Um, but yeah, you, you cast spells, and only certain characters can use a spell. Oh, we played also. I, I uh, showed Mopi how to play Small World. Mm. Uh, that's a really good game. Small World yeah. is an older <laughs> no game, stamina. though. But it's. It's uh, where right, you understand. you conquer territory. You it's like a territory control game, and then you get mm-hmm. to play different races. Mm-hmm. But like the like the game says, the uh, the world is so small that you're just on top of each other. So you are forced to fight every two seconds. And then when you yes. when you stop uh, <laughs> when you stop grabbing like uh, victory points, then you can switch your your race. You can like put your civilization into decline and grab a different race. We, and all the races come with, like, random modifiers, so they make, like, interesting mm-hmm. combinations on how to make points and conquer territories. The Small World is a lot of fun. They oh, also gosh. have maybe, like, ten different versions of it. But just playing the original is a lot of fun.
3: I was watching... I watched uh, Chernobyl on uh, HBO. That was
0: that a documentary, or, YouTube or YouTube. what? what is it?
3: It's... not quite a it's documentary. Good. documentary. It's a... Uh, I think you just call it more of a what is it? What's the word for it? Based on reality. Yeah, it's like I a. I don't remember what they call it now.
2: Oh gosh! The okay. word for it. It's a wolf. We're just gonna go around. But that. it's like a
3: five-episode mini, you know, mini series. Mm-hmm. About you know Chernobyl, and the thing is, I knew a lot yeah, about yeah. Chernobyl because I always thought it was uh, pretty fascinating. <laughs> uh, just you know, I read a lot about it just on like Wikipedia because it's a fascinating thing that happened to our, you know, to the world.
0: Something
3: but uh, well, the show I'm is really, good. really it's it's pretty amazingly good.
0: Yeah, but those who follow the accident, like, were those it follow somebody like tangent to the accident or? So
3: it's yeah. actually, so it's really cool. So basically it, it and what I like about it, it this initially be- I kind of didn't like it, but I think they did yeah. a really good job. Cause basically it yeah. starts um, with essentially after oh, the explosion.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: So they don't, you know, it, you, you essentially start, the, it's kind of like starting the game and like, you know, like the reactor just blew up and you're like, oh, sh-, you know, like running around yeah. in circles. Yeah. But uh, it's it's pretty... It's pretty amazing. Um, so basically, it kind of you kind of figure out who the hero is. The hero is one of the, uh, I guess, kind of the main scientist who he mm-hmm. was. He was like a researcher, a university professor slash researcher mm-hmm. who uh, was <coughs> pulled in by the government to kind of deal with the mess.
0: Oh, okay, cool. But it's not gonna spoil that. So, but are the characters saying? are not actual. Oh, look
3: a deer! Look, look, so look. Most of the characters are most Loopy. of the characters real the so basically okay. one of the characters is not real and that was because it represents a bunch of scientists that work together and they couldn't have like all of those characters in More a five basic. episode miniseries the deer i don't have a bow so okay. so one of the one of this female scientists like represents a bunch of real life people but everyone else is like a real person Oh, okay. So it's almost a document and you know, it's like it's like a docudrama or okay. something. It's almost a documentary, but it's, it's you know, obviously it's not real footage, it's reenacted.
0: Oh, okay, gotcha. But okay, but on. they
3: show they show like what happened and honestly, I mean I knew scientifically exactly what happened mm-hmm. and like seeing it you know what I mean? Like seeing the things that just happened. Have to and,
2: pick up you guys. Like <laughs> seeing the people
3: with the radiation sickness and you know, like like yeah. what they had to do to there like you know. uh, do damage control to like, you know, they had to like kill all the animals and like till, oh, yeah. you know, till all the soil and, and, and evacuate a huge radius and like, like it's one thing to read about it, but it's another thing to like see people like with guns, like killing every animal for miles, oh, and, miles yeah. and miles and yeah. miles because yeah. the animals it it are, are toxic.
0: Yeah, and whoever eats them is going to die or whatever.
4: It makes it real in your mind, right, when you, when yeah, you see it? Yeah, no,
3: like, I, I knew it was bad, yeah. but I had no, I, I really had no idea at all. That's why I'm I'm, I'm against
4: nuclear power, because the mess that it make, can make is just too big, just way too big. It, out, it outweighs the uh, benefits, in my opinion. It's just, you know, I wouldn't, nobody lives in Chernobyl anymore, you know?
3: Anyways, it's a really good, uh, Chernobyl's really quite good. And it, yeah, it just it shows about the guy and like you know what happened, and uh, he was kind of a basically after the after the fact he was a a whistleblower, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It, it's also kind of a interesting, kind. Of, it's kind of an indictment of like Russian culture because at the time there was like a lot of denial, like the Russians basically lied about everything because they were like too proud. They were like so proud that you know that like, and yeah, something like that could ever happen to Russia. Mm. And so they like denied the whole thing, and kind
5: hmm. of
3: yeah, made they're things
0: they're worse. They're it. It's kind of hard to deny when that radioactive uh, emanations are reaching Europe, and there's people Maybe. in France getting sick. And then you're like, "What's going on?" Yeah. Well, I um, I also played this game called Minute. I think it was in the Humble Bundle. Do you have that one too?
3: I don't know. I might. It's, it's a game. Humble yeah, Bundle. So if it was, I have it.
0: Because there was okay. an older game shape. called like 30 second hero. It's, awesome. it's it's where you only have like a certain amount of time to quest and then the g- and then you die and then you start again and you have to like keep going from where you were. And minute in essence is 60 seconds at a time. So you get out, you explore, you do everything you can and then you die and you have you go back and and then every time you die and you respawn, you go a little bit farther, a little bit farther, a little bit farther. And it sounds like it really would be you no know, fun to like keep dying all the time like that, but it, it actually makes it a very interesting. It's it's really good gameplay. D- the game D- Minute actually plays crouch. a little bit like Zelda. Yeah. We have to get an item to be able to get to a different part of the map, and so you have to figure out which item and what, you know. It's kind of cool. The graphics are atrocious, okay. though, but then again, it's well, a very I indie indie game. And it's like 10 bucks. So my re- I left a review about it. My recommendation is buy it on sale, and it's worth it. Don't buy it for ten bucks.
2: Let's just get it. Because
0: uh, I think I finished the game in like two and a half hours, maybe, almost three hours. But when I started when playing, I couldn't stop awesome. playing. It was actually a lot of fun. Let me see what else did I play. I've been play. I tried Vampire: The Masquerade. You know the first one.
3: I played that. I was. Cu- I was actually going to ask you about that because I played that okay. a lot. Long- I played that when it came out. Okay. What year and did it come out? It was out? an interesting. Oh God. So long enough that I don't remember, probably, it's probably got to be close to 20 years ago.
0: 20 years ago? It's yeah, been, uh, I, that would make sense, because uh, the graphics are so clunky and funny. They're really funny. But I,
3: yeah, it's a, it's a very old game. Yeah. Uh, but I was curious, when I played it, mm-hmm. and I don't know, you know, hopefully maybe they've, you know, it's gotten better and stuff, but uh, when I played it, it was really, really hard.
0: I don't know if it... uh, So far I just went through the tutorial and I'm just running around town meeting people and starting to pick up some quests. But I I can't tell if it's hard or not yet because I haven't really been challenged one way or another. Um,
3: Well, when I say hard, I mean the fights.
0: Well, the fights don't seem hard if you do the right thing. Like if you sneak at the right time or if you block and, you know... uh, If you know how to use your controls, you should be fine. But like I said, I haven't really fought anybody of importance. I just fought a couple of thugs and they've been easy, I'm sure it's going to get really hard, because I so haven't fought any real... I've only fought other fledglings, I haven't fought like real vi- real powerful vampires. Yeah, or like there
3: was, I just remember there was this fight with other vampires, and it was like one of those things where I just I lost over and over and over, you know, I lost so many times that I basically gave up. Oh,
0: man. No, I'm going to play I, it and see, the, the story seems to be decent, so I'm going to play it for the story, pretty much, and just i'll let you know on on the discord channel i posted the link if you're going to play vampire the masquerade because it did not work as is the game does not work as is you have to do uh, an unofficial patch which actually makes the game run smoother and actually lets you run the game at all so but there's so much good support out there that you know it's just a simple patch and it kind of installs itself so pretty good
3: so I, I tried some other, I've been trying quite a few games due to the sale, I, I kind of went crazy this year and bought a lot of, I, I my wishlist was getting pretty big and a lot of the games were on sale so I was just buying like all the like, you know, games that were like 5-6 bucks, I just bought quite a few.
0: Mm-hmm. You, mean this sale? you mean this sale? Yeah. I got a ton of levels out of this, I don't know if the thing is broken but I got a they're ton gonna, of levels. Oh well that's
3: another thing, they're gonna nerf it. Oh they are. Uh, the the badge basically is broken. Yeah, I haven't even. I only leveled mine up a little bit, and I got a lot of levels.
0: Uh, abuse the crap out of that badge! I'm like bad. level 69 now, and I was level 28 when okay. the sale started.
3: <laughs> I'm headed
4: towards the east side. Where's the uh, entrance?
0: But are they gonna take my levels away, or did I get away with? Uh...
3: Uh, supposedly, they're gonna take your levels away. What? Where's the entrance, guys? Are they serial? I'm out here around the wall.
0: So. Okay. So the winners of the Steam sale every day uh, woo, Like here. the group Which is the Koji or the Peg Or whatever the different ones are They they pick at random And a couple of people get like A game from their wish list And people thought that it was a random um, That it was a random game So they started clearing their wish lists, So that they would only have the expensive games On their wish list But it, it picks like the top and so the indie well, developers the were thing, complaining the one thing i
3: learned in this sale is that you can rank your wish list which i never even knew you could do
0: oh yeah you can you can rank it but people thought that you ha- that you had to get rid of all your uh, uh, cheaper games so that you know they would pick randomly among the expensive games you know uh, so they could get the game that they wanted if they got selected to win a game so what happened is a lot of people dropped all the indie games from their wish list because they didn't want to get those uh, in case they won, they wanted to get the more expensive games. So what happened is they ended the developers are complaining because you know all these people dropped their games out of their wish list, and uh, Steam didn't explain that they're gonna give you the top game on your wish list, not just any game at random from your wish list. Well, they
3: they, so, they clarified, but not yeah. until the damage was yeah. done. Oh yeah, everybody had already modified. it everybody, their... essentially every single person put, cyber, including Ooh. me, put Cyberpunk
0: Ooh, at the goodness. top. Me too. Is that a good? Is that a really good game? Cyberpunk is going to uh, be the the best game ever made, pretty much.
3: <laughs> yeah, it should be the game. Unfortunately, it's not even. I don't even think it's coming out until like the middle of next year. But it should be should be one of the I best. Think- it should be three w- uh, quality.
0: So Candyman uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is April 2020. That's a confirmed uh,
3: Well, that's the remember. I mean, keep in mind that's so far off that God. you know dates slip all the time. I mean, especially that some a date that that's far down the road.
0: Yeah, I they guess might so. not
3: make it, but, ho- I mean, hopefully.
0: And uh, I guess everybody's so excited about having Keanu Reeves in that game. I mean, that was just yeah, the was cherry just on top of the, the thing.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't be. Honestly, I mean, I know everyone's excited. You know, to be honest with you, I don't care. And, I mean, you know, that's cool. I mean, I, I, I definitely like Keanu Reeves. I have, you know, but I, I was just excited for the game. I, I don't generally ascribe to the whole, you know, like, uh celebrities and games you know like I don't typically there is like I care about gameplay
0: yeah no gameplay trumps everything it's just nice to see him in the game that's just a nice surprise hello what they call lanyap, I guess something extra
3: but yeah so the big controversy with this the, this event though is that they basically and unfortunately I'm a victim of it I'm, I'm you know I'm not super happy about it um, basically, so when I signed on to Steam the day the sale opened, you know, when I got home from work, mm-hmm. um, there's a race going on. and There's five teams in the race, you know, different different animals, basically. Yeah. And uh, when I got home from work, team there was a team called Team Corgi. Mm-hmm. And Team Corgi was basically, you know, just be, basically if you combined all of the other teams, they, Team Corgi was still better.
0: Oh, yeah. That's the one so, I picked, too.
3: <laughs> but like everyone else, I was like, "Well, I'm not going to pick that." You know, if there's four teams that are literally getting just smeared, and then there's one team that's in first place, you know, I'm not an idiot. I'm not going to join the teams that have no chance. And so everyone did that. And so what's So basically, that, and then what happened was everyone essentially got mad that Team Corgis just you know guaranteed to win the you know win everything. And so what yeah. Steam has started doing now is penalizing. So I guess there's two teams that were more popular, and so they've basically modified it so that the the good teams are disadvantaged and so basically now they took the, the teams with all the and, the and here's the thing it was already kind of self balancing because mm-hmm. um so so the way it works is the first place team three hundred people on the team get the top game on their wish list. Second place two hundred people on the team get the top game on their wish list. Third place mm-hmm. one hundred people get the top game on their wish list and then fourth and fourth and fifth don't get anything. Yeah. The problem is, so with Team Corgi, you've literally got probably sixty or seventy percent of the players on Team Corgi, which means that three hundred of them getting the game, you know, percentage-wise, the so someone on Reddit did the math, and it's literally like point zero 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 one percent chance.
0: Yeah, that's why I don't have Cyberpunk right now.
3: <laughs> so, so the so, meanwhile, if you're on the second place team, and there's you know, there's probably like, 10% of the people on the other team, and there's 200 games to go around. I mean, so basically the the real place you want to be is in, like, the second or third place team, but I was just thinking about it more in terms of, like, you know, I don't want to join a losing team. I don't care so much about my chances of winning. Yeah. And so anyways, what they started doing now is basically... So, like, I looked at the score before this morning, mm-hmm. before I left for the gym, and so when you, every time you boost, you get Nitro. And, if, and then you have distance traveled as well. Mm-hmm. And when I looked at the scores this morning, Team Corgi had like uh, like 4,500 Nitro and like everyone else had like 500. But if you look at the actual distance traveled, Team Corgi was way in last place. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. though they had 10 times the nitra Nitro. Sorry, nit- I keep saying, I want to say Nitro because of us Deep Rock. Oh, yeah. But so basically, they've sabotaged everybody. And P- I mean, you should look on Reddit; like everybody's pissed. Everyone's just like, you know, because you already have the lowest chance to win because there's so many people on your team, and then they've actually hard coded it so your team can't win. It's like, on the one hand, and and they fucked up. They should have just like either made ran- you know, like basically assigned teams randomly.
0: Yeah, I you know. I know. Or, I know they should have just pissed put pissed put you in or or equalize them so kind of like in Mordhau, where you can't join a team until there's an equal number of members in the other teams kind of do it like that oh, um,
3: you're right that would have been perfect
0: so or, or you can reserve your spot so that when one opens it lets you in but you run the risk of joining in late so it's up to you so uh, just get in a queue or something i don't know um, but, but I don't uh, know. Yeah. I, I did it's buy a like bunch of games on, on the sale. I bought what well, I bought a four pack of Project Zomboid. I bought Vampire: The Masquerade. I bought that game that you told me about that was fun, where you were, where it's like a city restoration game with the zombie stuff. What is that called? Uh, where you manage like a city that has been attacked by zombies and you have to rebuild it and uh, trying to remember what that's called.
3: That sounds fun. I don't know what a game No, that but you is. you have
0: it. Fun. I mean, you. I think you're the one that told me about it. It's like something build something, something at the end. Uh, it's called rebuild rebuild three gangs of Deadsville.
3: Huh. I don't it's, recall that one.
0: I guess you don't have it. I thought you did. Somebody told me about this game. Anyway, it's uh, if you go to the store page, which I'm going on here. Uh, Rebuild a ruined city in this post-apocalyptic mix of strategy and simulation. Manage survivors, scavenge for food and supplies, deal with rival gangs, illness, interpersonal strife, and zombie attacks. Uh, And it's got very positive reviews, so that's got 85% positive. Well, you know, 85% I need to check... I
3: need to... yeah, you you have to tell me the name again. What's the game called again?
0: Rebuild three gangs of Deadsville. And I can actually put that in the show notes when we... Or, you know or i can put on yeah, the, that, sounds, the that thing.
3: sounds totally like a game I would really enjoy yep yeah. so um, i picked up i picked up a lot of games i've actually been trying them um I got earth defense force which i heard a lot of good things about mm-hmm um, and it's it, I, I will say like I kind of enjoy the the atmosphere it's have you have you you have it have you played it uh
0: that was the one that came with uh, humble bundle where it was like 30. 30, like, expansions, mini-expansions of that game? Where you fight, like, ants and things?
3: Oh, well, yeah, you do fight... Yeah, you do fight... I didn't know about 30 expansions, but yes, you do fight... uh, Yeah, there's a crap load of ants.
0: Yeah, I don't... If it's a game that I played, I didn't really like it. That morning. Um,
3: Yeah, I will say, I was a little disappointed. I mean, so the atmosphere is really cool. You can tell it's like a Japanese game, because of the mannerisms and stuff. I mean, it's definitely... uh, the 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 feel is very fun
0: like andrew likes it a lot and i'm like ugh, i played it and i just put it in my trash pile <laughs> i'm like sorry man but i i don't have that much time for a lot of games and if a game doesn't grab me right away i'm like done next especially humble bundle because it's not something i bought it was just something that was there so yeah. and i got humble bundle as a gift from andrew so i you know i technically didn't pay for that game so I
3: got a new game called, uh, well, it's, it's it's actually, yeah, it's about a month old. Um, it's called Embark, mm-hmm. and it was, um, it's made by like a, you know, like a small, small group of guys, developers,
0: and... Uh, like a bunch of dwarves. Is, uh, what's that? A group of small guys, like dwarves.
3: Yep, small group of guys. Oh, so anyways, it's, uh, um, have you played RimWorld?
0: I know about it because you told me about it, so I know what it is about. It's kinda of like a prison architect but you're in a world and you're managing your colony or something and you can die very easily.
3: Yeah, it's, it's basically kind of a colony game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you told me about it. But
3: that. uh So what they did is it's it is like Rimworld. Uh, it's very so so basically in 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 Rimworld itself everyone goes it's not like Rimworld it's like Dwarf Fortress. Uh, Dwarf Fortress is the game that's you know inspired a a great many games right now.
0: Yeah, and I heard that it's getting an upgrade or something, right? Dwarf Fortress it's
3: coming out on Steam, but it's it's very strange because it's supposed to be coming out on Steam mm-hmm. and it's listed on Steam, but there's no date and there's no you know, like it's it's listed and there's literally no buzz, no, st- you know, it's like a non-entity. It's kind of weird. Okay. But uh, they're supposed to be doing a graphical update for it. And so RimWorld, when it came out, was basically revolutionary because basically, and that's why I don't know. We'll see how Dwarf Fortress original actually does, because RimWorld basically beat them to the game like three years ago.
0: Oh, okay. So they, okay.
3: They just created a graphical dwarf fortress. I mean, that's literally what it. Except, other than that, the characters aren't dwarves; they're humans. But they literally just, you know, completely stole their thunder. But gotcha. so this game uh, is like RimWorld, only instead of. Um, you know, it being so. So RimWorld is two D. So basically, you're just on like an overhead view map. It's you know, there's only one. Essentially, there's one dimension. You just go. You know, you well, the Yeah, yeah. It's not even really two D. It's really one D. I mean, it's just a flat map. You can't build up or down. You know, you can't go up. You can't go down. It's just, just left and right. You know, on a flat plane. Okay. But it's a fun game. So like in RimWorld, there's a world, and you literally just like pick a spot in the world, and you basically like. The story is you're essentially you were in like a drop pod of a escape pod, you know, of a of a ship that was having problems, blew up or something, and you crash land on this planet with like you know a couple of people, like three people, and you build a colony and you know try to try to survive. Okay. So this game is just like that, only they basically merged it with Minecraft. So it's a three-dimensional world. So I mean, and it's very much like Minecraft. So it's three-dimensional, you can dig, you know, like you can, you know, it's like the world is just like Minecraft with like different strata and then, you know, eventually get down to like the magma core.
0: So how many hours do you have logged in? Have you played it substantially to like have a verdict or?
3: Yeah, well, I think Uh, I played it for like 17 hours, which for me is nothing, but Mm -hmm. I kind of put it on hold because it's a really new game and it's, you know, it's got, it's kind of buggy. It's kind of lacking some things. Like, it's hard to... Your, your guys don't aren't very smart.
0: What are you saying? It's like, like very, very early access, I guess?
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it literally came out like a month ago. Gotcha. But conceptually... I mean, it's, it's a really cool idea. And I think it has a ton of potential. Like, I think it will be like a really... Really, promising, good game long term. Okay. Um, but yeah, but just the conception. I mean, just because it was so cool. Because I mean, like, basically, you didn't even. I didn't even realize kind of like what Minecraft or what uh, like You know, it's kind of like this. There's that game, Satisfactory, that I. That's unfortunately I can't really play it because it's on Epic, but someday I will. <laughs> if it's uh, it's literally Factorio. But but three you know, that's so this game um satisfactory is just fact- it's like Factorio is the same analogy. Factorio is just a two D, you know, factory mm-hmm. building game, you know, it's a flat world. Uh and and Satisfactory is just it just takes it to you know, you can go up and down. Okay. So it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, I think it has potential but it was just you know, it's just kinda too buggy and problematic right now.
0: Yeah, so it's gonna take a while. I was gonna that reminded me that I've been playing There are Billions again. Because they the game actually released a week ago for real. Like it came out of everyday access. And uh, they came up with a campaign, although people are complaining that the campaign is very repetitive. But honestly I don't really need a campaign for that game. I just have a lot of fun playing this survival mode. And, and so they've really upgraded stuff in the survival mode and it plays smoother and the pathfinding's fixed. And mm-hmm. the game's actually really good. I love uh, there are billions. To me, well, instead of a campaign, what would have made the game like super good is to have a co-op mode like Conan, what is it? Conan Uncharted or Conan whatever. Exiles? No, not Exiles. Uh, the, the other Conan game, the one that's, the one that they copied there are billions on. Which doesn't have like super great graphics or anything, and it's kind of clunky, but it's co-op, so it's a lot of fun <coughs> oh, I don't know that one And uh, I talked about it during one of the podcasts, let me double check um, and I'm going through my library, now. it's not in my library, it's in my wish list So let me check it out really quick
3: yeah, my favorite games these days have been uh, co-op games, which is well, I was a little, I was kind of been looking for something fun, which was kind of disappointed that Earth Defense Force didn't, you know, I thought that yes. might be a, a promising candidate.
0: Um, Conan Unconquered is the name of it. And it's a co-op uh, base defense game, pretty much. So you build a bunch of defenses, you have an individual hero that you can run around and kill stuff with, but you can also make a bunch of troops to defend against waves. But supposedly the game is really hard But there are billions, is really hard too So I guess But at least in this one you get to play co-op But the big I was watching one of the reviews from some guy online On a YouTube channel And uh, the guy was saying The game is a little bit expensive For what it is, 30 bucks I don't remember how much exactly it was But the thing is that There's an expansion, there's DLC Where you can get an extra character And that's $10 just to get an extra character And I don't know. That's kind of upsetting when you're trying to melt people. Uh, and this character seems to be overpowered, so you can actually have an easier game with this character. So this a good yeah, it is. That's a very poor move by them. a Very like amateur move, and I don't know why they would do that.
3: So I mean, that's unfortunate because actually, I mean, in general, I mean, I know a lot of people hate DLC, and t- you know, a lot of times I do too
0: i love it if it's free or if it actually adds something to the game instead of like trying to milk money out of you
3: but yeah no i mean, that's
0: what's dlc that's- oh we're talking about oh, conan and conquered which is one that i uh-huh, thought uh-huh. you would actually like leave yeah. because it's kind of like there are billions where you're defending a base
6: but in oh, conan okay. is
0: you're defending it from like giant scorpions and all kinds of like conan like uh-huh. you know beasts and you get to it's yeah. kind of like imagine playing Age of Empires kind of and playing it co-op yeah. against a computer but the computer is mm-hmm. just sending waves and waves to your base to try to kill you and so mm-hmm. you have to build mm-hmm. walls yeah. and build defenses and stuff and, and the review said that that is really good when you play it co-op that that's where the game is mm-hmm. at so in my, my reasoning is I'm really sad that their billions was not designed from the ground up with co-op in mind and at this point, there are billions of developers said, no, we'll never have co-op because we'll have to p- pretty much remake the whole game. We have to recode the whole game to make it ah, co-op. Well, that's too bad. And, and so, but there are billions. It is an excellent game. It is really, really good. Uh, for people that like that type of game, obviously, not everybody's going to like that type of game, which is, you know... Uh, the plus
3: good. side is, you know, games like that are just an opportunity for, you know, for someone else. Just like with, a, you know, a Satisfactory and Factorio, and you know, these other these other situations that are similar. It's mm-hmm. really an opportunity for someone else to to come you know, to make a new game that that scratches that itch. Yeah. You know, takes a two D game and makes it three D or takes a you know, a single player game and makes it co op.
0: Yeah, and I mean I'm sure that Conan and Concord is just a step in the ladder. It's just another rung. Somebody's gonna come behind him and do it right. Somebody's gonna say, "Okay, we're gonna have really good graphics. We're gonna have even better gameplay, and it's gonna not only be co-op, but you can have like maybe four, or five. Because when I say co-op, I, I'm, I was just meaning two-player co-op, not like you know 15-player co-op. So Conan and Concord is two-player co-op. So maybe the next game can be like four-player co-op or something like that. Uh, or maybe it could be even turn into an isometric kind of game when one person is designing the waves and sending them at, at people, and then the other people have to defend them. I think that would be kind of a cool game. Which is kind of like that game. Opie, what's that game that you want us to play on Discord? The game that um, is Discord exclusive? I think
2: it's called Last Year.
0: Last Year, it's about a high school students running around in high school, and they're running yeah. away from some kind of like j- Friday the 13th Hilara. kind of dude. Um, so, and that one looks like a lot of fun. I know that a bunch of streamers on Twitch have already have, you know, in the past months they've been streaming that game. Uh, so you make traps and you escape through docks and stuff like that and then, you know, it's an isometric uh, horror game, I guess, or thriller game, where one player is hunting the other three players or the other four players.
3: Uh, say I don't like, I don't like those, like, I know the one that a lot of people like is Dead by Daylight, where it's like, oh yeah,
0: yeah, that's exactly like that, yeah. Yeah, I think it's fun. Yeah, let's say I've never played one like that, but it doesn't really interest me.
4: Have you guys ever played ones like that?
0: I've never actually played them. I've only seen footage of those games. Because Friday the 13th was like that, too. There was a Friday the 13th game. Uh, there still is. I mean, I'm pretty sure you can get it on mm-hmm. whatever, Steam or whatever.
3: So. I watched Ethan play uh, Dead by Daylight. I mean, just, I just don't like I... I don't really like competitive games that
0: much. I think they're okay. I like him when we're, when we're playing with friends. Alone, I don't think I ever, you know, like I love Dota too. But the fact that the community is so toxic for those types of games uh, makes me never want to play it. So it's a game that I'm addicted to watching. Like I watch the the TIs every year and stuff like that. But uh, and I would love to play it. I would love to get a group of friends to form a team, but. You know, I'm, I'm a little bit shy in that regard. I don't go out and make stranger friends that easily. So it's just like, ugh. Hmm. and I don't want random people that I don't know criticizing me all the time. So it's like ugh, whatever. I don't. To me, that's not fun. <laughs> so, but with a group of friends, you c- you know you can take criticism from your friends because it's people that know you and that you know. So it's not just some random dude just giving you a hard but time I- because they think that you that your build is not right or whatever stupid shit that people you know, start splitting mm-hmm. hairs over. So. Yeah,
4: when, when your friends criticize you, you know it comes from a place of love.
0: Yeah, and, and you when you know somebody, and then you know where they're coming from, and you cool. know whether they know what they're talking about or not. You know, it's not just random. Uh. True. Sure. So E3 came out, and Microsoft was saying that actually PlayStation's absence hurt E3. And I felt that the show was a lot smaller in scope. Specifically talking about the PC gaming show they had a like a uh, auditorium that was like a tenth of the size of last year and i don't know if it's because epic was sponsoring and people just didn't want to go put up with that crap or if you know it's just less popular right now or maybe not enough content being announced i don't know
3: yeah i'm not sure i mean honestly i i typically i typically pretty much ignore things like e3 because you know like i don't if it's not something I can... You know, like, if I can't go to the store and get it, then...
2: Oh my gosh.
0: Well, but, no I, but I want to know what's what's coming, and I want to... You know... Um, I want to see what they're announcing. I was disappointed that Maneater is going to be uh, an Epic exclusive. Because I really want to oh, get that really? game.
3: Well, it's not surprising, yeah. though, either, here. is it?
0: No. Let me... Hold on, let me run through the list. I have it right here on the show notes. So, so Maneater is an Epic exclusive. Chivalry 2 it's an epic exclusive but Chivalry 2 is a game exactly like Mordhau because Mordhau kind of copied Chivalry 1 but made a much better version of Chivalry and now Chivalry 2 is gonna come out and as an epic exclusive I think that game's gonna be dead on arrival honestly one because Mordhau yeah. is, is so popular over Chivalry and two because they're making it an epic exclusive I think they're just shooting themselves in the foot so. well it's
3: not a good it's not a good place to be right now because like Mordhau you know, like, people will probably still buy it, but Mordhaus pretty clearly, you know, taken the top slot.
0: Yeah, it has. So we'll see how that happens. Um, there's a game that I wanted to talk about because it's going to be interesting to EAT. Mupi, we need to be friends. Oh, no, you didn't kill it. Um, you know how EAT loves the I, Might and Magic might uh, series? Uh-huh. The Heroes of Might and Magic. And this is why I do like E3, because I can see like little projects like that, that otherwise wouldn't be on my radar. At the announcement at this place is like, uh, it's called Project, what is it? No, it's called Song of Conquest. And it's inspired by Heroes of Might and Magic. So it's, it's like, it's pixelated on purpose to give you that nostalgia feel of like playing Heroes 2 or Heroes 3. And, um, and it looks really good, it looks awesome. So I'm really excited about that game. I think Eve would be excited about that. Uh, can no, you- that
3: all sounds cool, except it doesn't even—it hardly makes sense to me. It's like, uh, well, why don't you? You know, you don't need to make the graphics crappy. You can just make it the old style of game without, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, there there are like I played Heroes of Might and Magic Seven, but for some reason I don't think that game is as fun as the old, you know, as the second one. The second one was the one that I really played a lot of. Heroes of Might and Magic Two. I think yeah, I that think two is too like more Like three fun, and
3: though. four. Yeah, I, play, I know I played. I mean, I know I played one and two. I think they were best in the the middle, like three, four, five, maybe. I think after that, it kind of got kind of bad.
0: And so maybe this can revitalize that series. I don't know. But it's a separate series now. It's just called Song of Conquest. So one of Mopi's favorite games of all time is Fable, the Fable series, on Xbox, and Xbox announced during E3 Project Scarlet which is their new console uh, coming up, I don't know when. And Fable is rumored to make a comeback. Also, Halo Infinity is going to come out at launch for the project for the Scarlet Xbox. But it looks like the Halo games are also going to be coming to Steam. So that's going to be good. Oh, uh, this should make Candyman happy. Fortnite player base has started shrinking. It has gone down by 38%. So maybe Epic will run out of money sooner or later, so they stop trying to hijack everybody else's games The other piece of news is that Blizzard cancelled their MMO Titan Because Mm. they said that their scope was too big But I don't know, I'd say just keep working on it
3: yeah, you know, I'm still... Well, see, you'll know we'll know when Blizzard actually needs money because they'll just make World of StarCraft, which is what everyone's been asking for 20 years.
0: Oh, really? They have?
3: Oh, I mean, well, people have been wanting, you know... I mean, basically, if they ever need money, they can just do that.
5: <laughs> hmm
3: Because uh, if there was a World of... Like, I'm pretty much... I'll probably never play World of Warcraft again. It's just... It's, you know, it's too far gone. I'm just not you know, I'm no longer interested, and I don't think I'll ever be interested again. Mm-hmm. But if they made World of Starcraft, I would probably go back. Yeah. Where? Why aren't you interested in it? It's just, I've, I've played it a lot, and it's it hasn't changed appreciably in ten years. Okay, it hasn't updated enough. So. The style, I mean, stylistically, it's the same. Stylistically. They've, they've changed little things, I mean, there's... You know, there's, like, raids with smaller groups of people. I mean, it's, it's not the same. You know what I mean? Like, the, there's a lot of different things you can do and stuff, but ultimately, like, it's the same. You know, you're still going to play a druid with heals and in, in attack spells, and you're going to be doing raids in the same dungeons with the same, you know. It's it's yeah. very samey.
4: And, yeah, Anderson, I used to play it years ago, and uh, we used to... We... Two things we got tired of, I think, and just correct me if I'm wrong, is the, um, just the, the quests became a little bit too, uh, I guess rote, you know, the same things yeah, over and over. It was too grindy. And then the, uh, and the, the, uh, what's it called, I guess, level system where you run into somebody who's, you know, 10 levels ahead of you and they just kill you over and over and over. Yeah. And so there's nothing you can do, you know, except, and it, it got to the point where there were people just finding us and killing us.
0: But to okay. be fair, we were playing on a PvP server.
4: So mm, what's the what's the difference? I mean,
0: on on any would, on a regular different. server, you have to have yeah. your PvP button turned on for people to be able to attack you. And this one, you don't.
4: Oh, okay. okay, true. But yeah, but in my opinion, it should be. I don't like the system where just because someone's so many levels ahead of you that every time you run into them, they kill you, and there's no way for you to fight back. You know what I mean?
0: Well, you get your friends, or you get your guild, and then you come back and beat the crap out of him and his friends, or, yeah. you know, what? <laughs> I don't know.
4: You just have to have a lot of friends, I guess, It gets really high I mean, it's,
0: it's just like, like the days game. of playing Ultima Online. The second you left the city, <laughs> you were fair mm-hmm. game. People would just camp outside of the city, and they would just beat the crap out of you. Yeah, but by know. the same oh, token, you, you part would part run into people that, that were just beat, and they would have all their loot was just sprawled <laughs> all over the place, and you could just...
4: So <laughs> <just laughs> it was just a free-for-all It way. was a
0: free-for-all. It was just freaking murder... You know, huh. it was non-stop yeah. murder. That's what that game was.
3: Yeah, well, <laughs> people were cheesy because they knew that there was lag at, at certain. So the so the world had servers. So like when you were running around in the world, when you moved between parts of the map, you'd be transferred to another server, mm-hmm. and while you did that, you you lagged for a second, and so players would play camp ish. there and they'd kill you while you were lagged. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, there was a lot of there were a lot of criminals and people that you know did that kind of thing.
0: Oh, look, there's Justin. Wait. Ooh, Uncle Justin. Justin's Justin coming in. There? Check it out. Somebody sent him an invite. And please teach him how to freaking use this cord <laughs> Not <laughs> it. <Good. laughs> Not it. Well, you're gonna have to
4: do it for me because I don't know. I'm how always to
2: do it. the one who adds people, so I'll do it. Okay,
0: we'll be at him. Okay. Uh, what was the other? Oh yeah. Uh, I told you during um, Comic Palooza here in Houston, I met an mm-hmm. artist called Alicia Vogel, and I'm going to interview, mm-hmm. I interviewed her for this coming podcast, so, oh, cool. so coming up next should be her interview. So, yeah, I guess if you're ready, we can get started. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just invited you to this interview, because when I was uh, walking through Comic Palooza, when was that, May, like 13th or something? Yeah, I, I think uh, right. I, I was walking through your booth, and I actually found your you had a bunch of sketches in the back that I found very compelling. Oh, so thank you. So I always, I always look through through stuff that kind of moves me, you know? Th- I guess mm-hmm. different people connect to different types of art, and I guess your sketches specifically really connected with me. I don't know if it was oh, a okay. gesture of them, but there was something behind them that I really liked. So um, this is the first time we have an actual artist, you know, on, on the podcast for an interview. We started this thing in January, and so mm-hmm. far I've had, like, people that... Well, I guess some people are the kind of writers that write modules for like Call of the Cthulhu and stuff like that, and and some people that are working on games. Uh, a couple of guys that design their own board games and and they're either selling them right now or they're about to. So, um, but you know, I, I always uh, at the comic conventions, I always like to go uh, look around and find uh, artists uh, and see and see what they're up to. Um, So, can you give us a little bit of background on who you are, Uh, first of all, your name, when you were born, and uh, where you were born, I mean, and and what your influences are, as far as art?
7: Uh, Well, my name's Alicia Vogel, Uh, I was born in uh, Nacogdoches, Texas, which is about two hours north of Houston.
0: Okay, yeah, I think I know where it is, I've never actually been there.
7: Uh, There's not much there, it's a small town, there's a university there, that's the university I went to, Stephen F. Austin State. Okay. So, a small college town.
0: Okay, cool. So, you were actually born there and you went to that college. And, and they had a good art program over there?
7: Uh, it was okay? It was okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to badmouth the college yeah. at the same time. I, I didn't get the, uh, the art education I would have liked. Uh, my actual education, I mean, in terms of uh, what I wanted to do, came in the form later in the uh, illustration master class.
5: Um, I don't know, if, I'm sorry, I don't know if
7: you've heard of that. I don't know if you've heard of that. Uh, the Illustration Masterclass is a uh, workshop that's uh, held in Massachusetts every year. Uh, it's hosted by Re- uh, artist Rebecca Gay, and she has uh, artists such as Boris Vallejo, Julie Bell, Dan DeSantos, uh, Ian McKay uh, show up and uh, they'll help you along in your art career. and. Basically, they give you an assignment, uh-huh. and you do the assignment throughout the week. And everybody kind of looks over your shoulder, and it gives you crits, you know, important crits, and uh, you to know, help work on your basics. Okay. And it, it was uh, really mind blowing for me.
0: But I'm assuming that they're already expecting you to be at a certain level when you go, or do they accept people from all kinds of levels?
7: Uh, they accept people from all kinds of levels. Okay. I find it helpful to have you know some sort of background that mm-hmm. they're willing to help you know people from the ground up.
0: Okay, well that's that's good. I didn't even know about that about the master's class, yeah. and and do um, they specify so, like do they do they push you in the direction you want to go or do they try to take you different places?
7: No, they push you. They try to find out where you want to go. Okay. And,
5: uh,
0: you,
7: they find out your you know and they find out your strengths and then they encourage you you know that hey you know I see your you're good in this, have you thought about, and they'll bring you know, something that to the table that you hadn't even thought of.
0: Okay, well, before we get to that stage, I just wanna, I'm more curious about what, at this stage, I'm actually more curious about finding out about your specific interest in art and your angle, what you like about it and, and what you wanna do with it and what you're doing with it, really.
5: Oh, okay.
7: Uh, well, that's kind of a what is in question, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I always draw and to me, art was like something that I always did, and I didn't realize other people didn't do it for a long time. I thought it was something everybody did. I mm-hmm. uh, always was interested in the fantastic, though. Like grew up, you know, watching, a, you know, Star Trek and Star Star Wars, um, you know, any uh, sci-fi or fantasy show that I could get my hands on, uh, comics. So was always into the fantastic
0: okay and did you uh did you draw a lot of uh like sci-fi stuff
7: see yeah i did a bit i actually went through a transformers phase in high school <laughs> oh
0: yeah <laughs> where
7: awesome. I drew a bunch of, yeah, where i drew a bunch of transformers
0: <laughs> wow that's that's cool i had friends of mine i didn't particular I picked up on the fact that I like to draw as much. Uh, I just drew general stuff because my, my family is kind of like a family of architects So I would sneak into their right. into a studio and when they weren't looking I was playing with their pencils and stuff But I had right. friends I had friends in school that I considered like the really good people That, that mm-hmm. drew stuff that and, and not to be like uh, racist or anything But they were a couple of them were Asians and they had their right. this specific, you know Japanese style where they would roll draw, draw everything with a straight edge they would yeah. draw like jets and like you're talking about like transformers and things like that and they blew me away like they would just sit there in math class not paying attention and just like using the grid to like draw yeah. their their, <laughs> <laughs> their transformers so that when you mentioned transformers that's that kind of reminded me of that time when i was looking over their shoulder going man how are you guys doing that that's pretty cool um i guess it's, it's uh, from their point of view it might be a cultural thing you know i mean from your point of view not so much Mm-hmm. That but I you know we all like Transformers in the eighties. I mean I I, did. Right. I I think anybody that grew up in the eighties, you know, loved mm-hmm. those Transformers and that was that was definitely one of the yeah. one of my favorite shows. But I didn't have the technical capacity to draw that stuff back then. I don't think. Um, how did you develop your own technical capacity?
7: Oh, you mean for drawing robots. Or yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, and anything for well because I I call it technical because to me some, when you start using a straight edge, I start call it more right. technical, and when you're just drawing free hand, I just call it more like I guess free expression. I don't know. That, that, to me, right. they're both two very different beasts.
5: Oh yeah. yeah.
7: Well, I'll I'll admit I uh would like to just spend a week and sit down and work on perspective because perspective is uh, still challenging for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I drew when I draw mechanical item, you know, mechanical stuff, I still freehand it. I mean I'll occasionally break out or a straight edge or a ruler, you know, if I need to get to like a, a good, you know, solid line. Uh the problem with using a straight edge, uh a lot of times for me is that it, it creates kind of a dead line. Mm-hmm. You know, it, do, it doesn't breathe. Yeah. So I try to keep it as uh, freehand as possible, and then I just try to, you know, straighten up places that you know need straightening up.
0: Yeah. I, uh, yeah go ahead.
7: Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just saying that when I grew up drawing, I had uh, some help because my mom was an artist. She oh. uh, went. She went to art school. And she was more of a abstract expressionist, you know, landscape painter. Mm-hmm. But uh, she had, you know, the background, you know, so she could teach me a lot and point the stuff that she couldn't teach me, she could uh, point me to books. So that uh, helped a lot and that helped fill in some of the gaps in uh, art school. Because art school, at least in the college, you know, if you go to a typical college, to me it focuses more on, you know, the fine art world and uh, abstraction, at least at the time. Maybe it's changed now.
0: Uh, but in terms of um, what about like uh, realism? Do you guys have to le- like learn photorealism first before you move into abstraction?
7: Oh no, no! They jumped you straight in in uh, in college. Uh, they just jumped us straight into abstraction. I mean, there was like a drawing class, mm-hmm. and uh, where we did uh, life drawing, and that was like the only realism there okay. that we got. Uh, that's why I had to fill in my education, you know, much later
0: okay. Yeah. I, I
7: With the technical.
0: Okay. Got you. Yeah, I, uh, in school, I normally learned the technical stuff first, but that's mm-hmm. when I took like a drafting class in high school, and then I went on to, uh, you know, study architecture. But mm-hmm. uh, before then, I always liked to draw freehand. Uh, and people told me I had a good uh, hand eye, whatever, a good eye, I guess. Mm-hmm. Although I think uh, to this day, I'm still lacking a lot of good technique, uh, I don't think I've developed enough technique in my in my work, but but there is definitely a f- a big difference between when I draw freehand and when I drew architecture lines. In the term that you're saying, where you draw lines and they're dead, because mm-hmm. in, in architecture you're you're trying to just encase in, in, in like a space. You're trying to describe a space, and so mm-hmm. the lines are just describing the space. You're not necessarily calling attention to the line itself. The line is just creating either a negative or a positive space where you can. You know showcase the space that you made and so right. the the line just has to be crisp and 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 the line weights you know pertain to things that are closer to you or heavier line weight th- things that are farther away or lighting line weights things that are above you that you can't see become like a hidden line and so you right. have this whole language of lines but like you're mm-hmm. saying those lines in themselves don't have any like soul they're, they're just there to to give you boundaries but, right. but I did have this professor uh, in school that, ta- that always made us draw our details freehand. And mm-hmm. he said, I want you guys to learn how to draw straight lines without using a ruler. And so, um, and so he would make a sketch. We would go out and just sketch buildings and sketch and sketch and sketch until you, 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 found, you felt comfortable drawing straight lines, you know, without making them look weird. And, and at that point, I guess you can combine that a little bit with actual art. And so your line starts having a little bit more character. Right. Uh, and it doesn't look so architecturally uh, i don't know dead not dead but i'm trying to look for the correct word it's just like a, um, maybe like Still. a clean room what happens when you go to a clean room in a hospital what, what is that? i'm looking for that word it's just like a sterile, sterile. yeah sterile it, it, it feels sterile but <laughs> then but then yeah, but then, yeah we, i started traveling and i and i got into the habit of taking like a little book with me to, to just sketch stuff and i found that those sketches even though they were not technically super correct and the perspectives were just okay that mm-hmm. those sketches i like them a lot more than any kind of perspective that i drew with a straight edge or right. anything like that but i'm talking too much about myself i think we need to focus back yep, on that's you fine. so <laughs> uh, uh, so let me see what um oh yeah well, like,
7: my, i was just saying this is all part of my plan to interview you
0: oh yeah <laughs> just, just <laughs> give, me, give me back the ball <laughs> 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 And I noticed from uh, the book that I picked up from you was called Hieratic, Mm -hmm. right? Is that how you pronounce? And I noticed that you have an affinity for uh, Egyptian mythology. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
7: Yeah, I'm a fan of mythology in general. Uh, The first uh, mythology I read was uh, Norse mythology. Then I got to the Greek. Mm and then after that uh, I read into the egyptian and it really stood out to me because the other i mean outside of the people with animal heads because you know visually that's <laughs> that's really striking you know especially yeah. when you're a kid uh, but also the way that the mythology works is uh, different than the uh, greek and the norse because everybody has a very assigned roles mm-hmm. and in Egyptian mythology, they're very fluid, like uh, the goddess Bast started out as a war goddess, but later on she became more of a goddess of uh, protection. So they like evolve and uh, change over time you know, and to win the, what the people needed them.
0: Okay, got you. Yeah, that's very unique because in Greek mythology, I think the only evolution they had is that the Romans uh, it stole their mythology and they just renamed the Pantheon, and that's about it. But they kept the same roles, yeah. right?
7: Pretty much.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, so are you attracted by like this, uh, by like the afterlife theme of like all, because all those three mythologies that you mentioned have a very strong afterlife, you know, one with Hades and, uh, and then, and then I guess some of the Greek mythology splashes a little bit over to Egypt at some point, but I guess that's later. Uh, But the Egyptian mythology, I think was, came before both the Nordish and the Greek mythology. If I, See, I don't
7: the. I'd have to uh, look up the timeline for the Norse, you mm-hmm. know, versus the Egyptian, but yeah, the Egyptian came before the uh, Greek Roman, or, uh, I think, it was, yeah, yeah, it did.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of that, because, I mean, uh, when Alexander the Great, Alexander of Macedonia goes down, he actually visits the Oracle of Delphi down in, 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 in Africa, it was not in Egypt, but the Oracle of Delphi was a little bit farther down the road. And, but mm-hmm. that, that all already starts kind of mixing with with like uh, Egyptian mythology, because mm-hmm. it's it's like you're cross pollinating your your pantheons yeah. a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But but there's also the, there's always this predominant theme of the afterlife. Of you're always preparing for the afterlife, specifically mm-hmm. with the Egyptian, but also with the Nordish, where where you want to die in glory in battle and then go up uh, and ascend basically. And the yeah. valkyrie will come down and pick you up and take you to their version of heaven and right. um, and uh, and then uh, in the greek is you just get taken away to hades which is like an eternal purgatory that's the way best way i can describe it i don't know but in the egyptian yeah. the, the egyptian you basically live your life to die right like all the pharaohs uh, mm-hmm. you didn't pay as much attention to your to your life as you were living it but in preparation of your death and what was going to come um,
7: that's what it looks like I mean although when I read about Egyptian culture they seem to enjoy life and celebrate mm-hmm. life. but at the same time they seem to have that well we got to prepare for this and we got to live our life so you know we can be prepared for death it's a good that's a good question and I can't really answer that
5: yeah.
0: Um, well, I was just yeah. trying to get at what you what you really liked about the the Egyptian mythology because I like it too. I mean, I like mythology in general. And anybody that's a gamer or that played DND or whatever, you know. <laughs> I think <laughs>
7: because it, uh, it was an early element of the fantastic of being able to explore stories and explore morality and what it is to be a person mm-hmm. through through a lens, you know that was fantastic you know that was a fantastic. And would let you look at things in a different way, you know, instead of,
0: and
7: you know, instead of what they try to teach you, you
0: know. And I think that's what you, what you did with your book, and I find it very interesting because I hadn't, I read it like maybe I don't know three weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I, and I wasn't, I wasn't expecting what I was reading basically, because oh, th- there is, <laughs> well, first of all, it takes place in Austin,
5: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. you
0: have Greek, Greek gods and goddesses which have like, mun- well, some of them have mundane jobs and one of them is like a real estate dude or, uh, what is it, um, uh-huh. as the CEO of, what is it, Thoth? How do you uh, pronounce the guy, Thoth? Is that? Uh,
7: yeah,
0: yeah, Thoth. Thoth, I've okay.
7: Heard, I heard Thoth and Thoth, I don't know okay. which one is more correct.
0: Okay, so I mean, it's, it's just funny to me that yeah. an just like got fed up with his life and then just went, you know, just kind of went forward and, uh, and decided to just become a, a bar owner, right? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah I, he, was a bar,
7: he was a bartender. he was a bartender
0: and then he wanted to get yeah. his own his own bar and so he was competing with somebody else to try to get the bar right.
5: Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah <we're>
0: <laughs> that's pretty funny and I and I see that in the roster of people that you have on your comic there's like there's like six people and then I think five of them are gods or god associated with the Egyptian pantheon and then there's somebody who's just a regular person, right? Who's a waitress. Yeah.
5: Yeah, Fleur. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Floor. and I th- I find that really funny because Floris is just kind of hanging out with that He's kind of helping him, you know, open up the bar and all that stuff. I don't know. I found it very, very cool, very interesting. Oh, thank I you. I like it's a refreshing story, and also also being you know that close to Austin, you know, it's yeah. it's kind of cool seeing like a fantastical you know story set in Austin, Texas. That's uh, that's pretty cool. So.
7: I thought, it, I thought it made more sense to do it in the city where I live because mm-hmm. I have a lot of love for the city and yeah. people, people respond to work that you, you know, work that you enjoy and work that you have, you know, a stake in as opposed to, you know, be making up some sort of mythical, you know, American city.
0: Yeah, like Metropolis yeah. or Gotham, right. I guess.
7: Yeah, exactly. Um, the Gotham of Egypt,
0: yeah. Yeah, I always thought that's maybe why uh, Marvel connected a little bit better with people is because Marvel actually used everything as is, and and DC always kind of started making up stuff here and there. Right. Um, But yeah, there's certain powerful when you see something, like when I open the first page and I see Austin, you got me there. Just with that first panel, I'm already engaged Mm -hmm. uh, because I'm like, oh, this is Austin. This is great. I love, you know, I don't go to Austin very often, but when I do, I have a, a great time. So oh Uh, glad to hear that austin's a fun town and it's always strike me funny that austin is being the capital of texas it's like the most liberal place you will find you know
7: uh yeah (laughs) it is it blows my mind too i always think we're doing good and then i go outside of
5: austin and i'm like
0: oh I i mean not to bring politics into it because like i stated before in the podcast that we're not about politics but you know in a very red state it's kind of refreshing to see like a like an austin you know like see exactly. a little a little break a little stepping stone somewhere where people are not afraid to think differently and you know yeah. exactly it's it, it's a great great place to be um well, I'm, glad
7: I, I'm glad i captured the uh, city for you uh, doing that opening panel was a lot of fun because i uh took some photographic reference of mopac which is like the main straightaway here
5: mm-hmm.
7: and i did it like first thing in the morning during the morning you know rush yeah so i was like parked on the side of the road you know taking oh, photos yeah. <laughs> or speeding by wondering what the heck i was doing you know this is crazy woman in a camera just taking pictures
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> and then i can see you're using perspective and there's you know there's definitely when you're drawing a lot of cars and a lot of stuff there's more straight lines than there are curved lines yeah um, so i mean now these cars do have more curves than they used to i guess but uh, <laughs>
6: Yeah, but I imagine
0: do. I don't know. Yeah. I, I imagine some artists don't necessarily like to draw buildings and cars because it's not as interesting as drawing like people and expressions and other things.
7: I, I yeah. do prefer drawing people and animals and characters. Uh, I talk to com- fellow comic artists, and they try to stress to me that you know backgrounds are a character too. Mm-hmm. You know, and that you should really so it's something that I'm, I'm work on, but it is you know not as it's something that I uh, instantly gravitate to
0: yeah because i mean you have some scenes that are like in corridors and so they're like uh, they're perspectives and so you have to have straight lines you know there are doors there are like little columns sticking out and you know uh, carpets with straight edges you know furniture with straight edges uh, everything uh, yeah you ha- you definitely have to develop that drafting side to your artistic side i imagine <laughs> just just from looking at the at the comic here i'm just flipping through it while we're talking just so um And so, uh, let me go to the next, let me see, what was the next question I had here? Oh yeah, the writing, because obviously you're an artist, but then when you go into doing something like a comic book uh, or a graphic novel, uh, you have to write and you have to Mm -hmm. come up with a story. Was that something that you always like to do or did you have to develop a writing skill?
7: Uh, I did definitely have to develop a writing skill. I love inventing characters and inventing situations but plotting, you know, plotting an interesting, you know, okay, I need to get to A to B. A lot of artists, you know, we like to come up with interesting things to draw. You know, and we always come up with all the actiony beats or some, you know, here's something cool. I want to draw something cool. Yeah. Drawing this, all this, you know, coming up with all the stuff in between, all the cool bits. You know, that's
0: that's a harder thing.
7: That's the harder thing. That's the storytelling part, and you know. I have a editor uh, with my husband uh, Michael Vogel, mm-hmm. and, uh, he and I bounce story with the storyline. What I do is I uh, come up with the characters and the setup, and then he and I sit down and we troubleshoot. You know how to get from point A to B in the story.
0: Okay, well that's good to have somebody that helps you out like that.
7: Mm-hmm. and uh, I listen to a lot of writing podcasts I, I like listening to writers talk about storytelling I kind of enjoy that a little bit more uh, than hearing from fellow artists because they we all come from a similar background
5: mm-hmm.
7: sometimes it's like listening to yourself talk uh, when, <laughs> when you uh, listen to a writer you, know, you, you hear something that's creative but it's uh, viewed you know, from a different point of view and I get a lot out
8: of that
0: yeah I guess I can understand that if you're always talking it's like uh, the people that always surround themselves with friends that always agree with them yeah you'll never get uh, mm-hmm. you need diversity no matter what I think like you need people that are different from you if you're yeah. if you're a hardcore liberal you need conservative friends and yeah. like real friends like people are gonna call you out when you go too deep one-on-one and vice versa yeah uh, like uh, you know uh, men need women friends women need men friends you know we all need like to cross-pollinate otherwise when we get fed the same perspective over and over again we start believing that the world is one-dimensional and and i think we kind of miss out and taking advantage of all these opportunities like exactly. you're saying taking different ideas from different writers and you're like oh wow this guy can't can't draw for crap but man these ideas he's giving me you know or she's giving me are great yeah so mm-hmm. i think that's that's a, a good a good point um how did you how did you get noticed in the community was it hard how did you get your start
7: is your question towards comics, or is it towards art, or both?
0: Uh, both, like your final product, basically, like, uh, or, or did you start just with art and then do the comic, or you know, um, mm-hmm. did you do like galleries, or uh, how, how did you get your art noticed, and and or comics, or which one was the one that got noticed, or was it both?
7: Yeah. Well, I see my uh, the art and the comics is kind of two different careers or two different worlds. Uh, the uh, illustration community. I basically introduced myself to the illustration community via the, going to the master class
5: mm-hmm.
7: because it's a. Turns out it's a small, it's a small community, and everybody, you know, gets to know each other. You just show up at events such as uh, the master class or a LuxCon is a another fantasy big fantasy art uh, gathering uh, spectrum. Is another one, and you basically show up at the, those events. It's a really easy to talk to people. Uh, it's a really welcoming environment, and I uh, showed my work there. You know, shopped it around, um, got you know advice, and sw- swapped war stories with folks there.
0: Okay, and then did they help you? Uh did they give you, I guess, direction in how to market your product?
7: Uh, yeah, yeah, a bit. It's, it's really funny with artists because, you know, we're encouraged to market ourselves. And I, I listen to marketing podcasts to try to get, you know, ideas on how to, you know, break to, uh, you know, help, you know, spread the word around about my work and they're always type A personalities that run these podcasts, and uh, we're all type B, so I'm just sitting here listening to this person who's had like five cups of coffee, you know, screaming yeah. at me on how to promote myself, and I'm just like, ah, ah,
0: ah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it's hard to, and I think, I, I don't know what the definition of a type B is, but I'm, I'm definitely no. not a type A. I'm, I'm a very shy individual, except when it comes to when something I'm passionate about, but I do notice yeah. that, that it's hard to like talk about yourself like i guess a type b would be maybe the person that would defend somebody else but would never kind of defend themselves maybe uh, uh
7: yeah type b is a you know introverted yeah uh we basically we're happiest when we're at home you know mm-hmm. uh, making art and the type a would be the sales guy or okay. the marketing guy you know the one that's uh you know he
0: yeah.
7: likes so, you know he likes being he's an extrovert he wants to be with people and talk about himself and yeah stuff.
0: i'm gonna go out and like, say i don't like salesmen. Like <laughs> <laughs> in general
7: <laughs> right. those are both caricatures i mean nobody's really like well okay it's yeah. like four percent person that's like that
5: but you know <laughs> Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah but i do have a hard time if I, I go hungry if i had if i try to sell stuff to people because I, I right. could never do it. I feel like I'm being dishonest when I'm trying to sell something to somebody. So I'm like, ah, here it is. If you want it, that's fine. If you don't want it, that's fine. It's just like, that's right. probably the best I could ever do.
7: <laughs> right. But if you talk to other artists, you know, they, you know, successful artists, you know, they can help, you know, they can definitely help you uh, with with okay. uh, the And uh, stuff like that. And they, you know, they come from a pers- perspective more like, hey, I just want to work in the studio, but you need to have a website, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah you got to have a presence yeah. and, and do something right yeah. okay and uh, so they gave you some pointers on how to get noticed and um, and so you came up with a website and and other digital distribution means or
7: yeah a uh, website uh, portfolio um, current you know I'm still fleshing that out having a portfolio uh, also knowing exactly what part of the illustration world you want to target uh, like I'm currently worked with a lot of the uh, gaming companies. That is, uh, tabletop gaming companies. Yeah, and doing artwork for them. Oh, that's cool. been my main. Those have been my main clients. So I'm looking to get you know round you know add more pieces to my portfolio and maybe you know pursue more more tabletop clients because I enjoy working with them.
0: Did you say that you have an online portfolio right now?
7: Yeah, yeah, it's not. Uh, my uh, website aliciavogel.com
0: okay uh, we can put that in the show notes com. and you have um, both do you have sketches there or I
7: uh, see it's mostly illustration at the moment okay and I need to update yeah I need to update it with the, the sketches that
0: you okay. saw because I wouldn't so. mind seeing some of your sketches and I would actually buy a couple if you had them listed on there oh awesome um, because I really like those um, and okay. then uh, the, my other question is what's the feature for Hieratic? I mean is this the one that I got is that the only one right now or is that a series it, or
7: I see it's uh, you have uh, it sounds like yeah you have issue number one and that's mm-hmm. the uh, the start of the whole storyline mm-hmm. uh, with comics when I first started I created an eight page kind of tester test comic we just featuring anubis mm-hmm and it was just a simple eight-page, black and white, uh, just to get an idea of, you know, how much work goes into a comic. And that was uh, my tester. Uh-huh. And so it's sort of a prequel. It's a standalone prequel story with Anubis. Oh, okay. And then I wanted to see if uh, the printer, I, how well their color worked. So I made an even smaller ish, color issue uh, with the standalone story with both.
5: Oh, okay. uh,
7: yeah. So I have two like little prequels, uh, but you have the uh, first full, twenty-two page uh, comic.
0: Yeah, the first which comic,
7: which starts the storyline for everybody.
0: Okay, so you're still working on the storyline, is what you're telling me.
7: Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna do maybe a two, maybe three more.
0: Okay, cool. Even short. Yeah, yeah. I'd be interested in reading some more of that. I actually enjoyed it. Thank you. Um. And then, what uh, aside from hier- Hieratic and uh, your work on the tabletop, do you have any other? What other stuff are you working for the future?
7: In the future? Uh, mainly concentrating on the portfolio. Uh, I want to get more work out there. You know, mm-hmm. onto on uh, onto my website. Uh, I don't know if you saw the Pegasus painting when you came by. I my, did. Uh, I my did. Box. Yeah the big one mm-hmm. that was that one sold oh wow and i was i i'm still excited about that that was my first major sale of the uh, original work
0: yeah that's awesome Something
7: like that and so i'm interested in doing uh, more you know more traditional paintings
0: okay and commission work too or
7: yeah i'll definitely t- look, take commission work
0: okay okay just so people know you know uh when they go to your website. So yeah, I imagine, yeah, your your email is on there on your website, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, perfect. And then uh, what conventions can people find you at? I mean, I know I met you at Comic Palooza, but I don't know what other conventions you would like to frequent.
5: Uh, let's see.
7: The only uh, one that I'm doing this year as a staple, the Independent Media Expo. Uh, that's at Austin, Texas, uh, this October. Can it's October 12th and the 13th.
0: Let me see let me write it down here can you give me the name of that again
7: yeah staple the independent media expo
0: independent media expo is that that's not for gamers that's for artists right
7: uh it's for yeah it's for artists and for uh, zine zine and comics folks
0: oh, okay mm-hmm. okay so you can meet a lot of artists there
7: yeah and uh, it's a really diverse crowd uh, there's uh, hardly there's no mainstream you know Marvel or DC comics yeah. presence I like I like don't get me wrong I love Marvel and uh, I I like what some of DC's doing right now yeah uh, but sometimes it's a relief to go into a convention and not you know have a, a ton of you know the big two there
0: well, I I will be honest. When I go to conventions, I don't really look for Marvel, DC stuff. I look for the offshoot. Like every time I go, like the last time I went to Comic Palooza, I picked up a a guy did uh, Afro Samurai. Yeah. Uh, th- and it was amazing. So I bought that. He did uh, he redrew the Thundercats, and I thought it was mm-hmm. really good. I actually gave that to a friend. But yeah. those were really good. And so I always look. And I and this time I got your comic, and I went to a couple other people that I've never heard of before, uh, that I don't. You know, because you meet so many people over there. They have like a comic art corner in Comic Palooza or something. And I went over there, and I, I, a bunch of people that I probably should have known, but I don't know because I don't know enough about you know that right now. But I just <laughs> I just talk to people and I look at what they're doing, and and I find that the true gems are this these things that I just find, you know, that I'm not expecting to see, and like like Hieratic and and a couple of other things that I picked up over there. And so yeah, I I gravitate away from the mainstream generally. Mm-hmm. Because that to me has kind of been overdone, so I don't find it as interesting. But it is the original stuff that I that I like, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it's not like everything. Super, you know. Uh, yeah. Like, like everybody's taking from from something else, obviously. Like this other guy was like doing some kind of mixture with like Serenity and Firefly stuff, uh, mm-hmm. and, and he did his own comic based off of that, but it looked really interesting. So, oh, okay. You mean
7: he took the ideas from it and then yeah. kind of run it his own way?
0: Exactly. Yeah.
5: Ah, okay. Yeah, they're
0: like they're like a group of scavengers going out in space, and uh, I mean, there's not an alliance chasing them or anything, but they're just kind of like rogue pirate guys, uh, and mm-hmm. you know, I find that idea appealing. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I like the I like the 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 une- unexpected, and, right. uh, and and I can meet people people like you, you know, artists and people that are making their own way, basically, and I, I find that interesting because it's always people that are passionate about what they're working in on Mm -hmm. and if i talk to a big company i don't i don't i can't find a passion i mean yeah people are just working for a big company and you know they're gonna sell what they're gonna sell and that's fine but but if i ask them about what they're passionate about they're like drawing somebody else's characters and so i guess how passionate can you be when you're doing somebody else's story and somebody else's characters Uh, yeah
5: Uh, unless
7: you're like really passionate about the character like if you grew up
0: yeah yeah that's what you wanted to do you know right if uh, somebody
7: handed me the x men for example, I would be excited <laughs>
0: yeah, no I can see that but uh,
7: um, but yeah, I know what you mean that uh i you you just feel a little bit more connection to independent voices mm
5: mm-hmm.
0: yeah,
7: especially since and they also seem to be more approachable too like they just can't wait to tell you about their story
0: yeah, and that- that excitement i find it contagious, mm-hmm because we're all, we're all people that are trying to do our own thing and we can build upon each other. We can build upon each other's energies. Mm-hmm. And, and then it, it helps us, you know, those days when you think your stuff is not gonna work out and you're hitting your head against the wall and you're like, you know, why am I doing this? And, you know, you suddenly think, okay, there's a whole community of people that are also trying to do this and, you know, I shouldn't quit, you know? Uh, yeah, exactly. Th- it, it gives you kind of like a second wind to like keep going and, and, and saying, okay, it's gonna take a while, It does things don't happen overnight, right? But. yeah. But, but they definitely won't happen if you stop.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. So.
0: Well,
7: there's also a period too, like a lot of, uh, I, don't, I don't know if this happens in art so much as it happens in comics and maybe in writing, is that you have this grand big idea, it's this big epic thing that you, know, you just wanna show, it's like your personal Lord of the Rings, but you've never written or drawn anything in your life. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing you try to do. You know, and that's and then you end up you know working on this thing for forever and it never happens as yeah. opposed to like starting out you know learn learn get through all the bad parts you know you know learning all the you know, learning how to draw you know backgrounds learning how to draw people talking to each other in a compelling way you know you know learn how to you know, actually do the crafting of the panels and the you know, all the stuff that goes into it, you know, mm-hmm. talking pr- talking to printers, you know, you know knowing paperweight, you know, all that minutiae, you know, you got to start with something small and then slowly build your way up, you know, before you do the big epic thing.
0: Yeah, I guess once you once you finish a project, you're like, okay, I got one under my belt and I know how that works from beginning to end, instead of starting mm-hmm. 10 different projects and never finishing one of them. Like right. you say, you start a small one, you finish it, then you know what it feels like to start and finish something, mm-hmm. and then you go to the next one, and maybe the next one's a little bit bigger, right? And then right. you go from there. So, yeah, I think that's that's really good advice. And uh, well, I think I think we're probably at the end of the interview. Unless you have anything else to add, I think people know where to find you, right? Can you uh, say the website again? Your website again?
1: Yeah,
7: it's uh, uh, aliciavogel.com. dot com.
0: Okay. And then You're people can go there and buy uh, the comics that you have so far, and they'll eventually be able to look at your sketches, right?
7: Uh, yes. Okay. I also have a, a, a newsletter that they can sign up to so you, they can stay up to date on uh, when future stuff is coming out in terms of uh, artwork and uh, future comics.
0: Okay, and also let us know if you ever decide to do a Kickstarter or anything, and we'll put it on our site or, you know. Uh, Oh,
7: fantastic! Thank because, you. Because
0: you know we we follow some people that are doing some projects on on Kickstarter. So mm-hmm. uh, if you ever do that, let us know, and we'll 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 refresh whenever we keep doing our podcast. We'll just do a refresher on the people that are doing Kickstarters and things like that. Thanks, so, I appreciate. That. Yeah, no problem. Well, Alicia, thank you for uh, you know meeting with me virtually.
7: <laughs>
0: and, <laughs> uh,
7: good to talk with you again.
0: Yeah, yeah, and whenever whenever you want to shoot the breeze, or if you ever want to comment on our podcast, or you know. If you feel like you want something heard, just let us know and we can open up a section for you in the podcast, whatever you want to talk about, you know. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on our show and I guess we'll stay in touch.
7: Yeah, definitely. Thank you.
0: All right. Take thank- care. Thanks, Alicia. We now return you to our regularly scheduled programming.
4: Have you announced on your podcast yet that you your podcast is
0: available now on Google Play? I haven't. Why now, mm-hmm. Leaf? Tell yeah. us more. <laughs> it's not only available <laughs> well, on Google awesome. Play, it's available on Spotify. It's now available on Apple Podcast or Apple Music or whatever that awesome. is. Awesome. It is now available on all the everywhere. So thank you for mentioning that anchor thing yeah. that you gave me. Because <laughs> that don't opened forget, up Like podcast. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Comment down below. Comment down okay. below. What else am I supposed to Still say? On. Yeah, you guys help me out because I'm not very good with marketing, so you guys that's what I, I'm not I'm not a salesman at heart, so I can't, you know. It's almost counterintuitive yeah. for me to promote it. This my doesn't own crap. come
2: natural to you.
0: It doesn't. Which is why I suck at it. Oh. Annabelle. And uh, yeah, Mopi and I like watch a lot of scary movies together. And you oh, tell them like about your weird experience that you horror. had.
4: What's that? Annabelle animal horror? Is that the, like that old movie that they did a remake or, about or is what? Something else.
0: Well you were cutting is out what were like like saying?
4: An- Maybe I'm thinking Annabelle. So yeah, I'm not familiar with that movie. What movie?
0: No, Annabelle, not Admitville. It? Oh, okay, okay. Annabelle, you yeah, know, man. the doll, that's supposedly based on a true story about a cursed doll. Uh,
5: and like possessed doll. Although the,
0: although the original doll is supposed to be a Raggedy Ann, and not the freaky mm-hmm. monkey thing that they have on the, <laughs> on the yeah. thing. So, it's the same from... It's like The Conjuring, Annabelle, The Nun... And even La Llorona, that movie La Llorona, they're all part of the Conjuring they're universe. They're all connected. We haven't seen La Llorona yet.
4: What's the Conjuring universe?
0: It's It just follows the lives of the same people that are investigating oh, really? paranormal stuff. And uh, like the demon in all those movies, whatever, possessing supposed to sing the dolls. Everything's connected. One second. So. Oh, look, Justin's here. here. Justin, do you think.
8: Hey, Justin, can you all hear me? Just, yeah, we hey, can hear Justin. you and you're Does loud. Does actually work for for, for once? Oh Yeah, your
0: audio is actually loud. Wow, that's awesome. Really? It's a miracle. Wow. How, it, how did it work, man? How did you finally learn
4: how to oh, use Discord?
0: I just, I just saw. I think we're going to give you like me, a gold star for <laughs> learning how to use Discord.
4: Hey, I got a question. This is talking no. about those paranormal horror movies and stuff like that yes. about possessed dolls and stuff like that. Yep. Philosophically, do you do you think it helps to be, to believe that that might be possible to be, you know, to really get scared when you watch those? Or do you think it, it, it should
0: matter no matter who watches it? What do you mean? Help you get immersed? Yeah. No, help. yeah. 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 Exactly, exactly. Well, like, pe- like people, people are who they are. There's people that are going to be bothered right. by that stuff, whether they want to believe it or not. Mm-hmm. It's freaky. And there's people that True. are always skeptic, yeah. and they have, like, a thicker skin, mm-hmm. so they never get affected by that, mm-hmm. no matter whether people try to convince her whether it's real or not. I think it's just a, a natural asking? reaction from the individual person. I don't think you can make yourself not, not like, be freaked out by it or, or be freaked True. by it if True. you're not susceptible to that. I,
4: I are think you asking, a like,
2: p- personally...
0: No,
4: I was just Wait. saying, I think there's a primitive part of all of our brains, no matter how much we know something isn't
0: possible, that we can be scared by it. Yeah, well, for example, uh, Mopi, Mopi, so what was that weird thing that you saw in the house last week? Uh, was it uh, Andres?
2: Yeah, Almost. actually. Uh, I, I woke up at 12.26 a.m., actually. My dog yeah, was in exactly. my room. Exactly. I just looked at the <laughs> clock right when I woke up. Um, and then my dog was in my room, and he was looking at my door. And so mm-hmm. I look at my door, and I thought I saw my dad. And it it was kind of weird. He just, like, was standing at my doorway. And I thought it was him because I saw shorts and his hair. But it was all dark, so I only saw his mm-hmm. outline. And once it was him, I was like, oh, wow, um, do you know how freaky you looked? And then he didn't say anything, and he just kept, standing there and then um and then i shift around to where my dog gets in the view um my dog gets in between me and the doorway and then i don't see him and when my dog gets out of my view i don't he's gone so, so it's so like it's typical horror weird. movie stuff yeah are you,
4: are you completely sure you're where we're awake have you ever heard of the phenomenon called the waking dream? No, I or heard it. I it let, me,
0: let me complete that story because there's a second part of that sure. story that Mopi doesn't even sure, sure. know. Go ahead. So, oh, so the day after she had that, I wasn't, and I was kind of freaked, you know, because I'm like, okay, this is where it is. So like I get goosebumps every once mm-hmm. in a while, you know. And so mm-hmm. then I go into my room and I'm asleep and I wake up and I see Adriana standing behind the elliptical. We have an elliptical machine in our room and Adriana standing behind my elliptical machine. Uh-huh. And I'm like calling, and I and at that point I was, I had just kind of woken up. So you're in that state between Ooh. where you just dream and when you're awake.
5: Mm-hmm. And yeah.
0: I and I was calling, I was I was Adriana, Adriana. I was calling her, and she wasn't responding. And Anne woke up and she's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Adriana's right there," and mm-hmm. she's like, "No, she's not." I'm like, "Yeah, she is." And and I was trying to turn my light on my side, but my switch was off and I couldn't. So Anne turned it on. The second that she turned on, the image faded, like there was nothing there. Hmm. Uh, but but it, it was not really a vision of anything it was just that my mind was playing tricks on me because and that was, was the, the, the little day? no that was the day after but the but the the uh-huh. arm of the elliptical plus the shadow in the wall behind it makes it look like there's a girl standing there and that's hmm. just like a trick of the thing and when your brain is like it's a dark and you just wake up and it's weird your your brain like completes the image right and so right. I honestly thought that there was somebody standing right there, which there wasn't. I mean, I Gosh. realized there wasn't. But, but that freaked yeah. me out because just the day before, Adriana said she saw me, and I'm, like, seeing her. So it's like, okay, this is, you know. We're seeing each is other it, yeah. Is they, it possible
4: to know that you had a waking dream after that idea was set in your
0: mind? Because like I, no, I no, that's completely zombies possible. Zombies that's whenever yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I can I dream tell you that that's the...
4: more whenever I play zombie games or or watch zombie movies. Yeah, so, no, I
0: can tell you that is 100% the explanation, or maybe let's say 99.9% the explanation, or,
4: or at least a more likely one,
0: right? Yeah, not... no, because in my case it was just an image that my f- brain fabricated. In Adriana's case, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe. It could have been the same I don't know because
2: my doc was looking there too so I'm not sure if maybe I don't know what happened there
0: so I don't know who knows good
2: question
0: Spooky. <laughs> so Justin have you been playing anything or have you been watching anything interesting that you want to talk about?
8: Uh, well I, I finally saw the uh, Avengers Endgame movie uh, on uh, Monday. I haven't
0: seen it yet. Oh, what do you think? Oh,
8: I guess you can't spoil it. You have oh, to tell sure us what
0: you thought spoilers. without without spoiling I, uh, anything.
8: So I actually I actually thought it was good because I thought that. So look, I mean, I, I like, I like I like the one-liners as much as the next guy, like the Woody one-liners. But I actually liked that there was some like real like character development because you know they had to finish the story arc of the characters and and so they they actually tried to do that despite the huge number of characters and oh, yeah. so so i thought you know I, I mean sometimes there's a little feeling of oh there's not maybe so much plot but i mean the plot was basically the the character drama that was the plot mm-hmm. it was resolving the, the character storyline so overall you liked it is what you're saying yeah yeah i thought yeah i thought it was good i mean you know, I mean, uh, when when there's that many Avengers movies, it's now just like with the original Matrix. Like after Matrix One, you know, all, the sequels are never going to be as good as the original because no. it's it's just not fresh anymore. So,
0: well, but also I think that with the Matrix specifically, people were upset that the the first movie was so good, and I guess in the second movie they were trying a little bit too hard to explain everything in a somewhat contrived way, I guess, and so people yeah, didn't really I take agree. to that. I agree with that. Of, uh, kinda
3: like a kinda like a Star Wars prequel kind of thing.
0: Exactly. It's like okay now we have to explain everything and do and they just went overboard with the whole Scion thing and the architect at the end. They they made it a little bit more confusing and like pointless than it needed to be. Like I think the message was really mm-hmm. pure in the first movie and then they just kind of destroyed it. Or well, not destroyed it but they just I don't know, it's not like if all we had seen was the first movie we'd still be talking about the Matrix like this is the best thing ever made. Which I think it was. I think that movie is one of the best movies ever made. The first one. It's uh, it's really a gem. I think. I actually watch it today. I rewatch it today for like the fiftieth time or whatever. I have a, a copy. Way. I
4: need to watch it one of these
0: days again. It's actually streamable on Netflix right now. Oh, cool. So that's why that's why I was watching it. I was like I was tired, so I was kind of laying on the couch, and when I'm tired and I could fall asleep i always would like to put a movie that i've already seen so if i fall asleep i don't miss anything
2: <laughs> so just,
0: that's a good idea i don't know skull pilgrim is too cool to just fall asleep to it I oh my
2: gosh you could <laughs> watch that over and over again
0: i could watch I pilgrim. a lot too i could watch like every week but that's also why i like aubrey plaza that's what i was talking about her being in the chucky movie because aubrey plaza uh, has like yeah. the funniest yeah. role in that movie you know when she's, she's like <laughs> how are you doing Does that, that, that weird thing with your mouth and she's like
3: yeah, they did okay. a really good job with that movie. I'm honestly kind of surprised that they didn't ever go back to the well on that.
0: I know. I actually, just I don't even know how much money it edit. made. Maybe it just didn't make North much East. money because he was more niche, you know. So. It, it, it has a cult following, but just like with the Evil Dead movies and all that, you know, I don't know if it's enough to, for the masses to to like it. Have you heard? guys oh, heard sorry. about that game, that Witch simulator game? The what? The what the wheat simulator game wheat no weed that's a mighty
4: my gosh simulator oh, oh i see weed simulator yeah, that I... seems like a very odd thing to simulate but okay
0: well it's a, a business basically you simulate oh, somebody growing it and making money with it it's like a business simulator ah, or whatever okay yeah. ethan wanted me to get him that game or he wanted to get that
8: it. four stones yeah that, that seems to be
4: popular with younger kids
0: what weed or like, business? Like,
4: no, not. <laughs> 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 nice. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> or both. A business simulator, like nice. a simulator where you actually have a like a menial job, like working in a convenience store or something
0: like that, and then That's because uh, the millennials don't fucking work, man. <laughs> 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 so like, oh, I wonder what it would be like to work, you know? Like, I oh,
4: oh, here, here there's a simulator. Like, it's like, oh, cool. That's awesome. I think it's more Gen Z than millennials. I think it's even younger. That they're more popular with oh really you know like you know like okay, millennials we think we're, we're uh old and uh, my kids think they're old <laughs>
0: oh <laughs> that's fine wow millennials are old man yeah exactly oh Candy yes. uh, candyman the new news on stadia because people were requesting a stadia to see if because oh, not yeah, everybody has them, like now. really fast internet and they don't have and a lot of people have internet caps so they they don't think that Stadia is going to work.
3: Yeah, I saw that there was an interview with a okay. guy from Google, and he was saying that that they think that ISPs will raise the caps because people want you know want more data, and I just like I don't agree I don't think with you that. You understand
0: monopolies exactly. Like ISPs are not going to give you oh there's more demand let's make it free, like it's
3: the like, opposite. That's oh, so cool. will make more money charging you then. Exactly. Yeah, but I'm thinking
4: I'm thinking. Uh, oh yeah, What's sure. it called? five uh, uh, G. It's, it's on its way. It's not here yet, but it's on its way. And I, I think once 5G is out, people are going to use uh, mobile modems instead of uh, wired modems. You but know? you don't I mean, think our, that our mobile wireless. is going to
0: cap you? They're not going to cap your data?
4: Well, huh? at first there's going to be competition between whatever is already existing
0: in mobile. But Yeah, but I think that people... I mean, capping yeah, people's data happen. is such a business model. Why would you not yeah. cap people's... I mean, I agree. Well, yeah,
3: that. but if there's, if there's real competition, somebody might... You know, whoever wants the money more will uncap. I mean, there's no, yeah. There's no technical. Trust me, I am an en- I'm a network engineer for a living. Yeah. There's I no technical reason. It. It's simply, it's hmm. just like diamonds. It's an enforced scarcity, and especially, the reason it really started was because cable companies were trying to stop cord cutters. Now that you know, now that they've all got a streaming service, they won't care soon. Right,
0: right. Uh, but in, in my opinion, I think if, if Google Fiber becomes like more prolific or more available, then obviously Stadia is a Google thing, right? So it'll Google will be the first one to offer no caps on on their speed because it benefits yeah. Stadia, right? Yeah, Google
3: really just unfortunate. Did. Google's pretty much uh, dropped Google Fiber. I mean, they're still supporting it, but oh, they really? they stop. There's not enough money in it. Man. It's it's too much work. It's too expensive. You know it's not it's basically not worth it to them
0: because i'm I'm just sick and tired of like the options right now like either it's either at t or xfinity and he's like no i want to you know i want to be able to have Um, another option
4: google's actually putting in fiber in my neighborhood right right now really like literally right now yeah not
3: to say that they yeah. won't support existing markets but they're basically right. not going to roll it out anywhere else yeah I heard, it, I
4: heard they weren't expanding yeah i heard that too i was worried that they wouldn't even that they would stop doing it in my neighborhood but i've been seeing the trucks they're splicing they last uh, month or so they've been putting in all the little trenching and and uh
0: man how come they're not know, doing it in houston they never came to huh? houston what the hell I think it's the cities that
4: gave them the best deals on where they can do it.
0: Whatever, man. Okay, Lee, if you're ready, I got a big topic for for you. What's up? China. Topic? China? Yes. Well, sometimes
4: I use plastic and paper plates, but other times I think ceramic is good.
0: Okay, whatever no i'm talking about china in terms of <laughs> oh crap what did i just run into oh man okay what about china <laughs> that's the, a pretty the bad bans, well because china fully bans blood in video games and the word kill and oh, also really? also the tariffs oh, yeah. that that president trump is
8: break? oh my axe broke already jesus justin, okay so.
0: justin uh, put emotes on hold while i talk to lee for a second Okay. <laughs> and i'll <laughs> make an axe when i get back um the tariffs that uh, that the U.S. is imposing on China are going to hurt the console makers for PlayStation and, uh, think and so, a- huh? Xbox. No, I'm not, I don't think so. This is what they're saying. This is what oh, Xbox, really? Xbox really and, and PlayStation have written a letter to the president saying, please stop it with the stars because they're going to hurt their profit mar- margin. They said they're already making oh. consoles at a loss. And on top of that, they got to pay 25% more to oh. to import but, those
4: things. Tr- go, go ahead. What you were saying?
0: Oh no! I was but just saying that it it's gonna hurt the the market for consoles because of mm-hmm. the tariffs. Because now you know you got a 25 percent markup yeah. on anything that's coming into the country, so that can be potentially problematic for the games industry. Although we're, I am more specifically like PC gamers, so it doesn't affect me as much. But then again, I don't know about like uh, components for
8: what's on fire
0: for computers, you know. Like video cards, do you think that's going to affect video cards and all that stuff? I don't. Yeah, like the good news is, a lot of that stuff
3: is made in like other Asian countries. Like a lot of this, so what's happening with a lot of the China tariff stuff? This affects me directly a lot because uh, we use a lot of components. You know, Uh we use a lot of routers and switches, and that stuff is from made in China often.
0: Okay. Um, But what other countries are we talking about where this stuff is being? But but a lot of so a lot of stuff is
3: being just moved like to nearby countries like say to thailand oh i see so they're
0: doing it on purpose so you don't have to taiwan okay
3: so it's just being kind of rerouted slightly
0: so isn't that ironic that china does not consider taiwan a separate country but for purposes of tariffs the u.s considers taiwan a separate country therefore they can skirt the tariff that doesn't that to me is more than a little bit ironic i don't know
4: Yeah, China's taking advantage of it. I'm not not sure. I think it's a legitimate that China claims Taiwan, Um, because uh, there is a government. It's like it's like us claiming a former British colony because our government has changed multiple times. You know what I mean?
0: But I don't think that China has ever recognized Taiwan as a separate country. I
3: don't think they ever have. Me neither. That's yeah, they yeah, have. Yeah. They have the one China policy, which is basically their way of saying that it's all China and it's all theirs. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Well, I, I, I don't see it as legitimate. I think uh, Taiwan should be an independent country. It's but its also, own, China hasn't enforced that by.
0: Yeah, it's, but China yeah. hasn't enforced that by force, right? They're just saying it, but they're, they're not doing anything about it. too, but
5: Bay they to haven't.
0: Bay. Yep. So, but they're then, doing the same uh, thing at Hong Kong oh yeah yeah because the Hong Kongese the Hong, the people from Hong Kong always complain about the people from mainland China but Hong Kong is technically oh, oh, yeah. in mainland China but they don't consider themselves mainland China it's well they were weird. they were a British a British colony for yeah so but long, but they're part of the mainland for example ni-
4: <laughs> yeah well, but Taiwan is an island Hong island? Kong
0: is not an island is it yeah,
4: Hong Kong I think is partially an island if not entirely I thought it was just
0: a island. peninsula that was off of China maybe I'm wrong I don't know I'll
4: have to check again but I thought it was a mainland okay may so maybe wrong. that's
0: why they're talking about mainland i don't know it could be like a similar thing that we have with galveston that is like mildly connected yeah. to the city <laughs> well now so. you have
4: now you have your your angle uh, podcast is you need to advertise it as the uh, the uh free free taiwan independent taiwan, free taiwan. podcast <laughs> and, free yeah, the, the independent taiwan podcast and the independent uh, hong kong yeah. podcast and i think you uh, you'll get a lot more views and uh, listens, rather.
0: So do I want to piss off China? Is that what? Is, is that a good thing? <laughs> exactly. For exactly. podcasts is <laughs> to piss off China. Yeah. I, I mean, don't know. What's Maybe. happening Maybe in China?
3: China. It's yeah. really monstrous, honestly.
0: Uh, what are you the talking social,
3: about? Social, the social scores and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Oh.
0: Definitely. That's all like Black oh. Mirror stuff for real.
3: It, it is. is. It's terrifying. <laughs> oh, and it terrifies me because... All we need is for our government to go hey as trump says with everything terrible you know trump's like you know talking to putin he's like yeah it'd be really good if we didn't have press it'd be really good if we didn't have this and that no yeah. right
4: right um yeah i I'd, I'd really like to go to china but i worry that i would uh, i would say something and get myself in trouble something stupid yeah, <laughs> yeah you were. Yeah, you basically exactly. can't talk I mean, about not even, the government not even stupid, just something you 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 wouldn't be uh forbidden to
0: say here over here but would be really stupid over there,
4: you know. Yeah. To say. Um.
0: You know, yeah. ignorance of the law is not an excuse. At least in this country, no. I don't know if that applies for China too. No. Or you know. Well,
4: in <laughs> China, it, it probably doesn't matter one way or the other. <laughs> Knowing the <laughs> law.
0: There you are. You're, you're a gringo. Come here. You're now part of our permanent resident program.
2: <laughs> <laughs> gringo hotel.
0: Gringo. Oh yeah, Justin is a gringo alto because he's a, a gringo, gringo, gringo and he's tall. So. Well, because uh, Justin didn't know what his name was going to be for steam, and he was at my house, and he was taking too long deciding, so I just <laughs> wrote in gringo alto. So that, that's what he stayed at. So so
4: one thing, I mean, now that we've been talking about China and mm-hmm. politics and stuff, I, and I want to bring, let's bring in Mexico, might as well. One thing I don't understand is now that we have these tariffs with China, why, why aren't we like, I mean, we don't have any tariffs with Mexico. We should be, as a
3: country, we country should be taking advantage of the cheap labor in Mexico. I think well, that we would, do. that's why we didn't. That's why they they made such a big deal about those tariffs because we do oh, a
4: yeah, shitload yeah, yeah. of things with Mexico. But I just mean to a greater extent than we do right now. We, I mean, we trade a lot with them, but we sh- we should be building and manufacturing things in China. I mean, in uh, Mexico as much as we do in China. I think that it's got some very favorable uh, exchange rates. Compared to our money. But, but Trump doesn't want think,
0: industry outside of the country. He wants all the industry to be local. Or well, it's kind of a catch-22,
4: though, because a lot of what save, um, keeps people from moving, you know, trying to move to the United States for jobs is if they had decent jobs for them, you know. Mm-hmm. I and mean, we, we area, actually do a,
3: country, you know? we do a tremendous saying, amount of business with Mexico, especially for like electronics assembly and stuff like that. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. The problem is there's been actually some really interesting um, discussions and debates on you know basically once the tariff started, you know Mm -hmm. like why don't we pull all this shit back to the U.S. Which is interesting by the way there was an article just the other day that Mm -hmm. um, Apple is bringing um, iMac production back to the U.S. Which is kind of impressive. Hmm. But the problem. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead.
8: But not but the new uh, Mac pro is not is being made in China It's not what? It's not what the, you know the new like twelve thousand uh, dollar Mac pro you know the supercomputer is that's going to be manufactured in China not it the previous Mac pro is manufactured in Texas and granted granted there's there's little impact to Texas because the uh, Texas you know the trash can Mac pro hasn't sold you know it's been you know the sales for that tailed off years ago.
3: But the, the reason, so they've really talked about um, pulling production out of China, you know, with the tariff stuff. I mean, everybody's, you know, pretty interested now in like, okay, well, what would it take to, you know, to pull production out? And the problem is that there is so much, There, all of the supporting industry is also in China. Or in the, you know, like, a, like Korea, um, Taiwan, all those, you know. All the little asian countries near there that that have a lot of circuit production i mean basically like the stuff that we produce you know like electronics and circuits and you know just devices um mm-hmm. all the shit you can buy right there in asia if they try right. to pull the you know it's like okay let's say you're going to make a computer you're going to make it in china you want to pull it back to the united states well now you've got to pull back all the video card manufacturing in the states and then you got to pull all the chip fabs and the you know ram cpu fabrication and ram fabrication and circuit board yeah. fabrication, you know, you, you get into the, the amount of shit that you have. You basically have to bring everything back, and you know what I mean? You can't just, like, pick and choose. Do, you,
4: do you, It's kind of a chicken and egg situation because, I mean, people have to actually start somewhere, you know what I mean? Some big manufacturer has to go there and bring all the smaller manufacturers to manufacture all the parts, and then other manufacturers would come if there was already some electronics being manufactured there um or you know what i mean as it increases more manufacturers and move there um i i think it i think um if you just had you know like you said it's a supply line situation which is what i've read and um one thing i find really interesting is that a lot of people don't realize in this country that uh, mexico actually has a more similar um government than uh, canada does to the united states they actually have a president they've got a uh, a two house uh, congress they have senators they have a the constitution they've got a supreme court they have states and i don't know it just seems like we could be manufacturing so much more in mexico and it might even solve other problems too
0: it could be but i don't think that's what the- the people that are in charge I mean, right in now, war,
3: so. especially I mean, our government in particular, yeah, especially our current administration, they're very xenophobic,
0: you know. They, they yeah, they don't like aliens exactly, especially from the
4: plants, on
0: you know. Yep, from the plants, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I agree with
4: that. I agree, they are xenophobic. I agree and with aliens. that. I don't like aliens either.
0: <laughs> 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 no
4: I don't agree with the xenophobia I agree that characterizing them as xenophobic Yes, that I agree with. <laughs> but uh, yeah it's complicated are Puerto
0: Ricans even from the planet Earth?
4: no mm-hmm. but we are US citizens oh Go
0: figure. Oh, you're w- you got me beat right there yes, yes. Oh. no I'm actually a US citizen I'm just uh, naturalized so uh, but you actually are one up from me because my, my naturalization can be taken away from me. I don't think that people that are naturally born in a country, I don't think their citizenship can be stripped away, right? Unless they're like
4: uh, not not currently, no. Not uh, currently. Okay. Um, I think only if
3: you give it up. I mean I think you have to renounce it. Oh okay. Yeah.
4: But you know how it is with rights. Um they're only really technically guaranteed by the government. So, if we stop fighting for our rights, then we lose them.
0: Well, I guess we got to keep fighting them.
4: There's no, there's no reason why a government couldn't just take all your rights away. Just well, yeah, answer. no, I
0: mean,
3: I would argue that they've been taking our rights away and that they've yeah. been slowly eroding them for, like, with this Patriot Act where they can spy on you under the guise, you know, yeah. they, oh, yeah. all they have to do is True. say you might be a terrorist and they can, you know, look at all your shit. Yeah,
4: you know i have heard, the, I don't know who it's attributed to, with the old saying of, um, the, uh, the what? The price of freedom is eternal vigilance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If well, you we, stop we, yeah. watching out for your rights, you'll lose them.
0: Yeah, we got that Google Home thing, and I guarantee you that people are constantly <laughs> listening to me. Oh, uh, yeah. On that I thing. actually,
4: I have one, too, and I've, I, I recently got it for Father's Day, and I actually turned
0: mine off at night. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh. I unplug it. Cause uh. you you really say the racy stuff at night, but not during the day.
3: Uh-huh. I only I That's only say my the morning. on the internet. <laughs> I exercise my free speech at night. <laughs>
4: exactly. But yeah, I wanna I, I wanna have a little bit of control over it. So yeah, I plug it in when I'm ready for it to listen to me. To listen
0: to you. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure it doesn't want to listen to you. Exactly, it doesn't listen to me. It just it takes like, notes. It's like, please unplug me. I'm tired
4: of listening to you. Exactly. <laughs> but hey, um, that's bring it back to video games. Yeah. Um, I th- I think I think we're entering the golden age of video games, and I have actually read an article to that effect a, a few years back. But I think we're not quite there. I don't think the I think maybe the uh, Shakespeare of video games has been born, but hasn't actually made the video games that I would consider you know the great art work of art that you know we've had in all the other fields of art and um you know writing and 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 filmmaking and painting and all that other stuff well but i think
0: that's coming think, 2020 in cyberpunk i think that's going to be the rembrandt oh, maybe or, maybe i don't know it could be i think one day we'll have it yeah and but also. what i was saying mm-hmm. what i was going to say though is
4: is You could explore all kinds of things having to do with rights and and governments and all kinds of stuff like that in video games. I just don't know how to do it. If I knew how to do it, I'd be, you know, (laughs) revolutionary. But somebody's gonna come up with a way that, you know, figures things out, and even changes real the real world through, you know, the things that they model in video games. Yeah, it could be.
0: I mean, you're talking about a different level, a different almost type of video game.
4: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Something that would I don't know what it would yet. be, but I think it's possible. Yeah, because yeah. cyberpunk is just going to be just another video game, it's going to be a great video game, but it's just going to be another video game. So I yeah. think you're talking about a different type of evolution.
4: I mean, I mean, the great works of art in history transcend entertainment. You know, they're not not just entertainment. They they teach us something about our humanity. And I think video games can get there. I think they'll be there. No, oh, I agree. Maybe in a few okay. decades.
0: I don't disagree with that. So yeah, I don't know if the if the Rembrandt of video games is gonna be like the truly immersive, uh, where a person gets lost in a different identity and they prefer that identity, and so they give up their. There's gonna be a new definition for human being. You're gonna be able to give your identity away completely, and you're gonna become something completely different. You're gonna be you're you're gonna become a digital person instead of a physical person, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, I think I there's already that people be, that think that way, which is a little bit scary. But
4: <laughs> I, s- I suppose that could be really great and
0: really bad at the same time. Yeah. No, I think so. I think that's a dangerous line to cross. Yeah.
4: yeah. I think I think most technology is not good or evil. I think it's all in how it's used and how much we let it take over our lives. Mhm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You need you need self restraint, but you know. Because there's that game. What was it? Second Life. Second Life came out what in 2000, what seven or eight. And there's people that lost themselves in Second Life, and 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 they never went out of the house and never did anything, and that that's where their life was. Yeah yeah so they're like they're almost like role playing that there's somebody else that the real person they are is the person in second life and not the physical person because i guess the real world is way too painful for them to be in or something to that effect and be extrapolating a little bit but that's that's what i gathered
4: yeah um i don't yeah i heard a lot of things about that years ago when it first came out and a lot of people were afraid of that really happening to a large extent i think it happened a little bit um it it didn't have the potential, you know. I mean, it or it it never quite met up met the uh, potential that people thought it would have. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, well,
0: I think for some people it did, but then you know, it didn't really become. No, that on mainstream, a,
4: on a large scale. Yeah, on large. No no, yeah,
0: you're right. On a large scale, but there, I think it's coming. I think something like let's let's imagine the. Fortnite, for example, how popular that thing is. People that never play video games in their life—you have like soccer moms and people like that <coughs> playing Fortnite. People that w- yeah. that would have never picked up at a video game. And let's instead of that, let's say it's a virtual game where you're somebody else, and let's say it's that popular. And so it becomes popular culture to like, similarly to that, that to the movie, uh, what is it? Ready Player One, basically. Hmm.
5: Where, yeah, in the where, the beginning, where
0: everybody, it. everybody plays it. And everybody is oh, yeah. part of that world, and that's just a thing to do, basically.
4: Well, gig companies have figured out how to turn addictiveness to profitability, and I think maybe there's a way people could turn that addictiveness into something positive, beyond just profitability for somebody else. I mean, what if what if you could be addicted to a video game that, on some scale, helped you save for your retirement or something like that or you know the more you played it donated money to some charity or fixed the problem somewhere in the world I don't oh, know yeah. where well you're maybe, talking about that weed
0: simulator things. game again the play the that? game you're talking about the weed simulator game now because that's the game that teaches you how to build a real business and you know <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah and do all that
4: stuff as long as they're realistic about it and not just uh you know well, very yeah um, I, don't, I don't know I haven't played it so I Well, I don't know if that one is either, yeah, I haven't played it, but that would be awesome if you could train kids on how to build businesses by playing these games, you know what I mean, by making it somewhat realistic.
0: I mean, it doesn't have to be about weed, it can just be a video game about making a business. Mm. True, true. Like Candyman was talking talking about Factorio, I don't know if that's, you know, that's just like an assembly line, right, Factorio? Yeah. But I don't know if that has any real real world, does that have real world applications, Factorio?
3: No, it's no. just, it's, it's more of like a kind of a puzzle kind of game. Oh. I, but I actually really like business type simulation games. The, yeah, I remember the, you used to play
0: like Capitalism or something.
3: Oh, yeah, I love that game. I still love that game.
4: But th- but those aren't like, that's not what I was talking about earlier. You're not talking about like being a clerk in a in a uh, convenience store or something like that, which I, I don't have a, any problem with it. I just don't understand why somebody would want to do, do it. You know, play it as a game. I mean, I'm not going to look down on people who work in, in commune convenience stores, but I'm sure people who work in convenience stores for the most part would like to get a job where they get paid more.
0: Well, we you know were I mean? we were talking <laughs> about this on one of the earlier podcasts when when I mentioned <laughs> that I was playing Two Point Hospital, mm-hmm. and we're joking about like you know a doctor playing that game. They would be like so tired of being a doctor in real life that they couldn't stand to come home and do that. Like you and I, maybe playing Project Architect or what is it called? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Prison architect,
4: prison architect, yeah,
0: or Minecraft, or this game even Seven Days to Die, where you're always building stuff, but not so because you know this teaches you creativity, and architects by nature are creative, so uh, the yeah, more the merrier. I, I
4: like the building, I like uh, the building part of this, and but the thing is, you know, it, it doesn't involve the parts that I don't about I like now i have to fill out paperwork and yeah you know, no i wouldn't you know, want to research and yeah
0: like there's this <laughs> really really draconic and uh f- fascist almost like video game called papers please and basically mm-hmm. you're a person in a in a communist in a fictitious communist country you know in, in like russia or so or oh, what shit, is it or Bratislava or lava yeah, or something yeah, you're like, on. like one of those eastern european countries and uh, and you're a customs agent and you have to decide whether the person comes into the country or not and you have to examine everything and, and right. if you miss things you get your salary docked and then you don't have you don't have money to pay for your light and your your family is dying and you need to feed them and you need to make choices whether or not to let people in because you want to be a nice person or get in trouble by letting them in and so it's a oh. very actually depressing what? game papers please but it does deal with hey. some real you know life kind of problems you know conundrums i guess well,
4: well then there's a uh, there's a situation where you could teach people about ethics in the real world of like oh, uh, you, you know what I mean. Just uh, that was kind of close. Trying to decide like who do you let through and you know what I mean. Who who do you not let through? And there are situations where people, I'm, I'm sure, guards all over the world or you know, custom agents or whatever, have tried to decide. You know what I mean. Can do I turn these people in and and send them back to a place where they're going to be harmed? Abused. You know what I mean. Or do I? yeah abused or whatever and or do i let them in and get in trouble you know i mean where's that line there's always a like um you know what's what's right and what's legal aren't always the same thing Mm -hmm. you know what i mean though they should be yeah i think our laws should be as much as possible the right you know enforcing the right thing
0: yeah you know in a a way laws are more like practical in a way they i guess it can be somewhat amoral so, yeah, that's, why you have, that's why you have weird loopholes and they can abuse things. You guys remember that video game called City of Heroes and City of Villains, where you played a superhero? Yeah, I used to play that. That game uh, went out of, uh, they closed the servers, what, like in 2013, maybe? Somewhere around there, I think. Yeah, around there. And uh, there's this, this group of people called the Secret Cabal of Reverse Engineering, engineers, and they're bringing the game back. And so I know one of our friends, uh, Alan, is gonna really like that because he was really addicted to that game. Actually, I think the character creation in that game called? is the best character creation of any game that I've uh, seen. Uh, city of Heroes and called? Villains.
4: City of Heroes and Villains. Interesting. Yes,
0: and city. Of, uh, there were What's two games. I I, in essence, two parts of the same game. Like the City of Heroes came out first, and then you can just create superheroes. And you mm-hmm. went around the city fighting bad guys and stuff. And then City of Villains came out, and you could create a villain and do the opposite. So, hmm. and it had PVP and all kinds of things. So it was. Uh, but I it's like superheroes. Yeah, yeah, superheroes and super villains. Oh, okay. so the game premise was really cool. The creation was awesome because you had a lot of op- options to customize your character. Like you could put whatever powers you wanted, you know, and you could. Uh, you could tailor make like your hero and villain, and it was very intricate. I mean I haven't seen any other game be that intricate in like character creation and your costumes and your choice of color and everything was really cool. Uh, the problem is that the missions were highly repetitive, it will, you're always in the same freaking warehouse fighting the same bad guys over and over again. It's just that the bad guys went up in levels so they had like slightly bigger health pool but mm. yeah. other than that the game was really solid, the game was actually really cool. So. The, oh yeah, uh, leave the WHO has recognized gaming disorder as an illness. That's part wow. of the news. So, I guess that's a good thing from the point of view that you can help the people that need it, but a bad thing when everybody starts generalizing that everybody has a gaming problem. So You could stop anytime, right? You could what argue that on people that watch that binge-watch Netflix, honestly. Like,
4: so basically, you don't, you don't have a problem, you can stop anytime?
0: Uh, yeah, like right now. <laughs> Wait, wait. I'll stop in like five minutes. Hold on. (laughs) I mean, ten minutes. I'll stop tomorrow. Maybe next week. I
3: actually thought I owned Minecraft, the uh, old version. I was thinking about trying it again. I haven't played it for like more than ten years.
4: It's a it's a decent game. I think it still stands up.
0: If I play Minecraft, I want to play through the main game. I wanna, isn't there a dragon that you need to go kill or something?
4: Oh yeah, yeah, I, I never play the uh, the one where you actually have to do that, but...
3: Let's do it!
0: Wanna talk about the Batwoman trailer? Have you seen that thing?
6: I haven't. I have. Okay, any thoughts? I'm... Y- y- I'm, I'm no... I'm really up front that I'm having really bad superhero burnout. Mm-hmm. Um, there comes a point where I just I just don't need me more. Uh Ruby Rose's Batgirl, great. Um LGBT, superheroes hitting the mainstream, terrific. Um, but there comes a point where it just feels like pandering. Uh the whole WB, you know, DC streaming thing,
5: mm-hmm.
6: it's just it, it all just sort of feels the same to me after a while. I don't want a green arrow that's just a green version of Batman. I want the one that's kind of funny and joking and he's supposed to be Robin Hood. <laughs> I don't want Teen Titans that's all edgy and trying to kill everybody. Yeah, I, I want the Teen Titans being kind of you know fun. They don't have to be like the cartoon where they're just silly and bouncing off the walls, but Teen Titans was always more of a light-hearted thing where it was you know kind of supposed to be fun and you know, like Archie with superpowers, um, and I don't think that I don't think the Batgirl is going to be any different. It's just going to be Ruby Rose, who's she's a fine actress, um, you know, just in a bat costume. And I don't know what that's gonna, what new thing that's going to bring to the landscape.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of the criticism has been that there's like a definite agenda being targeted at men or something like that, where she's like being extra aggressive. Uh, so there's a lot of people complaining that, you know, sh- she's just taking credit for Batman's stuff and just saying, I don't, wanna, I don't want a man taking credit for my stuff, after she, like, takes Batman's stuff and everything. And I wish she was a little bit more like Sarah Connor, where she's just a badass, and we know she's a badass, and she doesn't have to say she's a badass, but if you have to tell yeah. people every two seconds that you're a badass, guess what, you're not. You're just trying to make a statement. And that's the part I have a problem with, is when people bring an agenda into my comics. Uh, yeah. No, not because there's a woman this or that, good God. Sarah Connor and Sigourney Weaver are two of my favorite heroes ever, men or women. But, you know, when you have to throw it in people's faces, then I think you're missing the point. I think you're trying, maybe trying a little bit too hard, I
6: don't know. I heard one commentator talking about the proper way to portray alternative lifestyles in in movies. Mm -hmm. And he said that one of the best examples that he ever saw was in Deadpool 2. You had two characters that were, you know, one was the Negasonic Teenage Warhead that was brought in in the first movie, and then in this movie, it, it's revealed that she's a lesbian. Yeah. And that her girlfriend's right there, and then it never affects anything. No, because she's that's just, just who she who is. They are. That's yeah. just them living out their life, and it doesn't matter to anybody because that's not the part of their life that we, you know, we, we need to be involved with. Mm-hmm. And I thought that it showed a great deal of respect for the for the community and it showed a great deal of respect for the comic book and it was just sort of a cool way of going about it it's not like whenever you you know were are hanging out with your friends you don't invite you know introduce somebody like oh this is you know this is jillian she's my lesbian friend yeah. um it's just, oh, this is jillian and then doesn't matter what she does behind closed doors or any place else because not why you're hanging out with her mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah i mean when how like when we're hanging out with friends, we don't have to disclose our sexual orientations between, before we hang out. If you can make a connection with somebody, it doesn't give a crap what yeah. orientation they have. If yeah, you enjoy it, being around them, you enjoy being around them. It doesn't. Have, it's not a factor of what they like to do, like you say behind closed doors. So yeah, when you exactly. bring when, when you bring painful attention to that every two seconds, then it does become an issue because then you can't think about anything else. So. You know, you don't let the thing grow organically. You just always have to put it in people's faces. So I don't I don't yeah. agree with that method of doing things. Um, but anyway, I don't think that really merits our time as much as talking about maybe the Swamp Thing trailer. Have you guys seen that?
6: I saw that one as well. And I, I don't want to watch Swamp Thing, but it's for a completely different reason. Oh, really? Um, I'm a huge fan of the old the movies from the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Um, I still love those. Oh, they're just so beautifully campy, just a dude running around in a rubber suit with garden hoses and, you know, <laughs> Michael's faux plants just hot glued onto it. It was amazing. And you got two of them. Two of them. Two. Wait, hold on. I think you cut out. You got two of them? I did. I, I was just saying that you got two of them. Oh, okay. It, it was perfect. It was the, That was a Saturday afternoon right there. Oh, okay.
0: Yep. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, let's see. The Amazon has canceled a tick. You guys have any feelings one way or another about that?
3: You know, oh. I I heard a little about that, and I did think it was a little interesting. I guess in that, um, you know, there was the the after it got canceled, the creator went on Reddit, basically, kind of did a you know a little bit of a post mortem, and basically kind of said like, hey, you know, if anyone's out there, you know like, come pick up our show, but they they didn't do them any service, and I was even kind of confused by this, because they basically split the show, like, in half, Mm -hmm. and they released, you know, they did, like, a half season, another half season, and, I mean, the creators thought that that hurt the show, and to be honest with you, I did too, because I was like, wait a minute, there's, like, four episodes, and then, you know, the problem is, like, I have no attention span, so, you (laughs) know, once the, you know, once I, I watched the first half, and then, you know, I didn't... You know, oh, let me check back every you know, let me check back every month and see if the new you know if they've decided to put up some more. It's like no, you know, I have ADD.
0: <laughs> um, I thought that their their casting was good. I like Dot specifically. I like Arthur and Dot. I think that they were both cast really well, and uh, and I actually kind of enjoyed the storylines. I think it's well written. I think that they got decent effects. You know. But really what Anne was telling me is that maybe there's not enough of an audience for it. I mean, we I only know like four people and two of you are here on this podcast that ever like The Tick. <laughs> you know, like so, three of us are here. There's a fourth one somewhere. I'm pretty sure that's Andrew and nobody else. You know, I don't think that there's a huge... It's a cult following, but I don't think that it's a huge following.
6: The thing is, is that I think The Tick worked in comic books because it was... It was preposterous, and it was really one of the earliest examples where you were seeing people kind of tear the comic book status quo down and make fun of it. Mm -hmm. And then Fox came out with that cartoon, and it was just brilliant. It was that, you know, it was that cartoon that was drawn for, you know, nine-year-olds, but the comedy was written for 25 years. Yeah. And... I think that that's pretty much the high-water mark. They then did a live-action version. I think it was Fox, I believe. And it was sort of like Seinfeld in costumes, and it didn't quite work. Yeah, although, that,
0: that thing was weird. I know Andrew liked it, but I never really got into that.
6: Yeah, it never quite resonated with me. And the thing is, is you know, Patrick Warburton, I, I love the guy. He can't really do any wrong. Um, And I caught some of Amazon's tick. And it didn't have... The humor; it didn't have that sense of humor to it that I was, that that made it fun. It was it was fine. It wasn't like it was terrible, but it was also, you never get that moment with Chairhead Chippendale or, you know. Yeah, the, the,
3: the problem is it needs to be absurd. It needs to be absurd, like really absurd, you know.
6: hmm Yeah, it does.
3: And and stupid. And you know, and it's just yeah. I think the problem with the tick is too. I think it's one of those things that was popular, but maybe not popular enough or something. I think it's also one of those things. You have those things in life where, where like, you know, where people say, like, oh, you know, like, they're like, oh, you know, if we get, you know, Thai food, will you have some? Again, oh, yeah, I'll have some. But then when it comes to, like, oh, you know, I don't, you know, truthfully, I don't really, you know, it's not really my, you know, it's not, it's not really what anybody wants to, or, you know, nobody's really feel. Like, they say they kind of want it, but I don't think they really, you know. I don't think they really felt as strongly as they thought they did.
0: Yeah,
3: the memory of it's kind of better than the you know. Everyone wants like the old one, and once they're you know, it's like oh, this is this is a new arm. The new version of it, everyone's like oh well, maybe not.
0: Yeah, I think we just have to rewatch the old version every once in a while. I mean, all that stuff is on YouTube anyway, so we can just watch it whenever we want to. Yep. Uh, so I guess for a final thing I guess a last story I guess we can talk about George R. Martin we didn't
3: address the elephant in the room which is the end of Game of Thrones
0: oh, well I didn't I read the books and I refused to watch beyond season 3 of Game of Thrones because I don't consider HBO to be the writers of this thing I consider George R. R. Martin to be the writer well um, and
6: Martin would agree with you um, and so,
0: I want to read the books, and then after I read the final books, if he's still alive and he actually finishes that series, then I'll go and watch Beyond Season 3 of HBO's show. Because I, I think what they did was really weird. I, I think i rather... Obviously, he was never going to finish those books. Uh, he's, he's been writing other shit for years. He hasn't had an interest in writing. Although he claims, claims within quotations, that, that uh, the winds of winter... Uh, he's oh, oh, over halfway done with the winds of winter, and it'll be done by 2020 or before 2020 ends. I'm not sure I believe him.
6: Yeah, he's been blowing yeah, I, through that deadline for about eight years. Uh,
3: yeah, somebody, my friend at work keeps talking about it. Apparently, George R.R. R. Martin said that, like, if he doesn't finish it by the end of whatever, that, you know, they're going to lock him in a room with a DOS computer with no internet. <laughs> he's going to have to finish the book. And even then... Yeah, I don't believe it. I'm sorry, I don't. I yeah. mean, quite frankly, he's he's got a lot of money now, he's got a lot of fame, he's got easy money, you know,
0: he, you know, he doesn't need the money. Yeah, he doesn't need money. Why is he finishing this? And uh, maybe he doesn't even have a passion anymore for his own project. I think maybe oh, he's no, worked on so. it for too long, where you just get tired of it. I don't want to well, see it anymore.
6: One of the things that he brought up, and I think that it could also account for some burnout on his part, is that... He got started writing uh, television shows. Uh, Ron Perlman's Beauty and the Beast from you know the, the late '80s. That was George R. R. Martin, and he said he got tired of writing. Um, he got tired of writing and then having people, you know, in a in an office say you can't you can't write this. It's too expensive. Mm-hmm. And so then HBO came along and was like, we want to make this book into a movie or into a miniseries. And he's like, well, maybe this is. I've got, and then immediately they start saying, well, you, you can't, we can't do this, it's too expensive, because you know, it would be. Um, and I think that, you know, he was kind of drugged back into that, and it, it, I don't know, it seemed like it kind of sapped some of his passion. And even he has said that, accord- and no spoilers here, but he's like, they asked is, is the book going to end the same way that the TV show does? And he said, well, Yes, and no, and yes, and no, and yes, and no. Yeah, that was kind of wishy-washy. Right, so there's going to be elements that are there, but also not really, because of course by season 7 they've already written out you know a ton of these side characters yeah. that could have had some sort of influence. And-
0: well, and, and the reason I stopped watching at season 3 is because at the Red Wedding, in the books, Rob's wife is not there in the Red Wedding. Therefore, Rob's wife doesn't die at the Red Wedding. Rob's wife was pregnant therefore that heir to the to the Stark house is still alive in the books and I thought that Martin was going to do something big with that as that being the heir that comes back eventually and does something but that's why I'm like okay they're diverging here and that's a even though it was technically a small thing for most people for me it was huge that she was there at the Red Wedding because in the book she wasn't and the fact that there's an heir that she's pregnant That's big for the Stark house. So, I don't know. I I said, I'm stopping. I'm not watching beyond the third season. I want to see if he finishes the books. You know, this was like six years ago. I don't know when when third season came out, but that was a long time ago. And that's that's the last time I've watched Game of Thrones. I haven't, you know. And I guess it's a good thing I haven't been watching, but the reactions. People hated this last season. Basically,
3: they still did a pretty good job with it up until they ran out of books. And once they ran out of the book, it just, it just completely went off the rails, out into the, you know, out in the wilderness. Just, just they completely lost their direction all the way, and it, it's really sad. And especially, I think it's sad, you know, like, well, quite frankly, so I have no interest in their Star Wars product because now that I've seen how they finished this, I get it. They were tired of it. Fine, mm-hmm. you know, I get it. Anything that's fun, you know, things that are fun for long enough. But you know, if you have to do something every day, things that used to be fun become fun. I get it. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they didn't have the, you know, the force of will to to, to, to do it right, you know, to finish it out strong and and take care of all the people that spent, you know, years and years watching the show and making them, you know, fantastically rich. I mean, fuck them. I'm not going to watch their next project. Why, you know, why do I, you know, now that I know how they are that when when the next paycheck comes along they're going to do the first two star wars then when the next paycheck comes along they'll drop it like a hot rock
0: Mm -hmm. well i don't know i actually prefer them over ryan johnson so as long as ryan johnson doesn't touch the next star wars series i'm fine with that but um other than that i'm I'm good um i guess uh, we should announce that the steam summer sale is coming june 25th through july 9th of the dates for the steam sale so if you guys want your cheap, uh, your more affordable games, you can get them there.
6: And you know I do.
0: And um, and you know there was also an announcement for Star Trek the Picard series. There was a very, uh, like, little trailer thing, like a mini trailer. Like a teaser, yes. I guess. But it, it only showed, like, a vineyard and stuff like that. So we don't really know what the show is actually going to look like. So No, it
6: hint, it hints to sort of like Picard leaving in disgrace and having to come back.
0: Yeah, I guess he's kind of old for it. I guess he's an admiral now, right?
6: I, mean, I think that's the premise. So anyway,
0: well, I'm I'm casually optimistic, except for the fact that it's on a service that I will never pay for. So yeah. I don't know if there's going to be a time when that service will sell its shows to Netflix or somebody else, where it can I can actually get access to those shows? Because I do want to watch it, but I'm not willing to pay for that stuff. No, yeah. I mean I'm willing, to pay for, yeah.
3: Yeah, that's the problem we have with everything. And that's the same problem we have with like Epic Games and and everything else. The problem is that everybody, you know, like even with gaming, it's 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 pretty bad. It's just that a lot of us like Ubisoft and you know E Origin and even Bethesda now. You know, all these companies have their own launcher and their mm-hmm. own storefront because they don't want to pay. Yeah. You know, nobody wants to pay the, the cut. Just like if you have a, like, if you have Netflix in the Apple store and stuff like that, like, they don't accept Apple Pay anymore because they don't want to pay. Netflix doesn't want to pay, th- you know, no one wants to pay 30%. Yeah. So, and that's the same thing with these streaming services, and it's only going to get worse. I mean... Yeah, and
0: that's understandable, sorry. although I don't think we have arrived at a good solution. A thousand different services is not the solution. No. Because
3: so. they all, like I said, they all, nobody wants to, you know, everyone's really concerned with getting their... Their share. Everyone mm-hmm. wants their share, and I mean, hopefully there's a solution for the customer because the the the, solu- the, the way the market's going, the solution for the customer is going to be piracy because people aren't yeah. gonna aren't gonna they're not gonna maintain seven subscriptions. No one's gonna do. You know, it's just too much of a headache.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. but yeah. um, Anyway, let's move on to the last, the final point on the on the news is Rambo Last Blood. I guess we're coming full circle with our childhood. (laughs) Indeed, we are. (laughs) And in a a world where we laughed at the movie Airplane 2, I think, for having Rocky, what was it, 13 or 27 or whatever on a billboard. Yes. Now we have Rambo Last Blood after all the Rocky movies. And I don't know. I guess if this is the last movie that Stallone does, I think that's good. (laughs) I think this is a good place to call it. Quits. just make an end plant your little flag and say this was my life retire this is good i'll go watch it. <laughs> if you keep yes. me making shit like the expendables i'm not gonna watch that shit but random yeah, ramble last blood maybe you got the last little bit of my nostalgia can be squeezed off to like go watch this yes so uh, and that's why i will probably go watch this so whether it's good or bad don't i don't care i
6: couldn't
3: okay. manage like the rocky and the apollo movies and stuff like that i just i couldn't yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't
6: hang. And I, I want to act too good for it, except that as soon as they say Schwarzenegger's come to terms on King Conan... <laughs> you know
3: in my head. Oh, I'll yeah. be right there next to you holding
6: hands, man.
0: <laughs> I'll be there. You know what's
3: funny? is, did you, see, did you see the AMA that he did on Reddit after the... No. Uh, no, what after was the, he posted. He was the one who posted the uh, Terminator... Uh, you know the T three trailer, basically the real T three trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did a big, and and they basically talked about. They asked him about. A, they just asked him a ton of questions, and it was really great. He talked about a bunch of old movies he did, like Commando and stuff like that. But they basically said, "Is there anything left that you want to do?" And he said, "Yeah, I want to redo Conan." And everyone's like, "King Conan, King Conan!" Like, "Yeah, I want to do it." So hopefully it happens. But I mean, the AMA he did was just wonderful. He is so hilarious. He's so funny.
0: Did you see? He yeah. He got drop kicked in Africa or somewhere. Yeah, and he
3: was he was a total he champ did. about that. He was didn't so press. weird? I'm telling you, he's such a <laughs> fucking stand up guy. He, the guy drop kicked him, and he said, "Yeah, it didn't hurt me. I just thought I got brushed by someone in the crowd." And he's like, "Oh, the guy's pretty mixed up or something." He uh, didn't press charges. Nothing. He, I mean, what a classy guy.
0: Yeah. Oh, but when you see it, it, it the guy drop kicked him, on the guy that drop kicked him like Arnold didn't move an inch, man. He didn't move 1 millimeter. Like his body is still so sturdy and the guy just flew out of the screen. Like he tried to kick him and he just <laughs> He could not transfer any of the energy into Arnold. Everything no. just bounced back into his body
6: and he flew back. <laughs> Something tells me he would have done better to have drop kicked a tree. <laughs> no kidding. That was funny.
3: Yeah, Ar- Arnold's such a classic guy. I mean, I just
0: yeah he, he's he, he, he actually goes cool. on
3: Reddit, like he's he's a real fit you know, as you know, he's a real fitness mm-hmm. fanatic. Like he still posts on Reddit like encouraging people to, you know, stick to their goals and da da da. I mean, just a super classy guy.
0: Cool. Yeah. Well, I think we're out of time, guys. All right. So we're gonna wrap it up here, but thanks for coming. Sounds great. So, okay. Well thanks Heat. Thanks, Candyman. It's always a pleasure. We'll catch you on the next one. Uh, talk, talk to again. you guys later. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Mutant Donkey podcast. If you'd like to contact us, please send us an email at, at gmail.com That's Mutant Donkey with a three instead of an e at gmail.com. We will also put this email address in the show notes. Thank you.